This is Papa Smurf. You're listening to Our Lifestyle, the podcast with ODB and the mayor. Yo, this is Rob Maji, and you're listening to Our Lifestyle Podcast. Hey, hey, it's ODB. We're getting ready to get into this episode of Our Lifestyle Podcast, your mini trucking headquarters. However, we got to start with a huge shout out to Scraping the Coast. They've been with us since the beginning. Scraping the Coast is, as you can see on the screen here, the best show on the entire Gulf Coast. This is a mini truck Hall of Fame inducted event, and it's the 22nd annual this year in 2024, June 21st through the 23rd there in Biloxi, Mississippi. This is a destination event. There's plenty of places to eat, tons of stuff to do with the family. And don't forget the beach is just right across the way there. You can walk across the street, put your feet in the sand, check out the water. So much to do at this amazing event, Scraping with an I-N, the coast. Come join us out there this year, OLP, and so many amazing vendors. You've got the A-Seed in, uh, air conditioned inside where you'll get to see some of the the, aw- the most awesome vehicles in the world but also you got an entire show field that is out there on the Gulf Coast so think about and plan now for Scraping the Coast 2024 more information to come I am ODB and I approve this message now let's jump into the episode yo 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 it's ODB from our lifestyle podcast your Mini Truck and Headquarters, thank you so much for coming back. This is episode 351. And for those that aren't aware, we now do full video episodes, for the most part, via our YouTube channel. So I would ask, consume the content if you're on the road or you're working or however you're listening. Definitely finish via that method if it's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Pandora, Amazon Music. We're pretty much on all the platforms. I will tell you, I did hear that Google Podcasts is going away, but I think they're just going to integrate that into YouTube, which makes sense. Speaking of YouTube, again, however you're consuming the content, make sure you jump over and stream it as well via our YouTube channel. Let it play through the end. Uh, You know, it definitely helps us out. The channel continues to grow. Of course, not growing at at a crazy pace, but we're doing some big things, so certainly appreciate all the support. Now, I am going to try to call Miggity Mike the mayor just in a short bit. He's out gallivanting, as you would expect from the gallivanter. Hopefully, he's working on his debut album. We will have to see. Okay. I'm over here trying to bang out some beats for him. And the shit ain't free. You know what I'm saying, Mike? The shit ain't free. But on this episode, again, we can't thank you enough for coming back if you're watching us via YouTube. Uh, thank you. If you're listening, we appreciate it. The episode overview, this episode is going to be a lot of fun. We're going to touch base with, hopefully, uh, a guy by the goes by the name. Many of you probably know him, Aaron Hunt. Aaron Hunt is part of Art of Noise, and their event is going down this weekend, February 10th, which is called Bring the Noise. Of course, that famous long-running uh, club, Art of Noise, N-O-I-Z-E, really a mainstay in our mini truck scene. I'm going to try to link up with him this evening and do some audio in reference to that event. I was talking to Joey Whitaby, also known as Joey Whitby, a.k.a. Hard Taco, 
And he reminded me, hey, we're going to a show this weekend. I was like, what show is that? And when he reminded me, I think they had a little bit of a hiatus. We'll talk to Aaron about that. But I said, certainly, hey, man, let's link up with the homies from the West and do some audio. Let's talk about it. Let's highlight them. So we will do that. Now, what I am going to do throughout um, these interviews, some of you have have seen this already, is um, I really do plan to share you know my screen when I can. And I'll kind of show you guys some of the things that I'm talking about. Of course, this is going to be a little bit easier, and I'll definitely be doing it during interviews. For instance, when I call Sean, I'll be showing some of the things visually that Sean's talking about. So his Instagram, some of the bikes for sale and whatnot. But this right here, if I just went on uh, Facebook, good old Bookface, and I typed in Art of Noise, N-O-I-Z-E, I scrolled down through a few posts and of course, C10 Vatos posted up this Saturday, 210, Victory Lanes, and it's in Glendale, Arizona. So I wanted to share that with you guys. So again, we'll talk about that. But as I hinted, Sean from Rad BMX Builds is back. And this is great because we're doing video content now. I really feel like we can revisit some of the guests. It gives a totally different experience, even for me. I know a ton of other podcasts, including podcasts in our scene, by the way, have done a great job in really breaking through or starting out, like The Drop, for instance. They started straight out of the gate with video. Now, Brian and Frank, they're no strangers to video, right? You got Grinder TV, and you got Custom Life. These guys have been doing this stuff a long time. It took me a little while to get to it because I started with audio way back eight and a half years ago, going on nine years, and it was kind of like, hey, I love doing that piece of it. But I have found the last few weeks in months testing and trying to figure out what I'm going to do that I really do enjoy this experience a little bit better. So it's making things a little bit more streamlined for me still work, but what do they say? If you love doing what you do, it's not work. I don't know. Something like that. But so again, we're going to have uh, Aaron hunt from art of noise. And we'll also have Sean from rad BMX builds. Now I know we had Sean on before, Again, it'll be a different experience. We'll hit upon some different things. We'll talk a little bit about social media. We'll hit upon uh, some of the bike building, some of the things that he's had going on in his life. I met him a year and a half ago, September 2021. So we'll talk about everything he's been doing uh, since then. The episode overview is brought to you by our family at Hammered Weekend Wear. So I tell you time and time again, H-A-M-M-E-R-D, Weekendwear.com. I do believe their site is down at the at this exact moment. Believe it or not, I think I tried it right before I started, and it it could not be found. So don't typically see that, but h a m m e r d weekendwear.com. Show them some love. They've been with us a long time, and uh, of course, the team is great there. They put out two new releases every sixty days. So. They had that t-shirt subscription option that if you bought into that during the open enrollment, that allows for you to automatically enroll with a hoodie and things such as that. But hit up their website, show them some love. Again, the, these guys have been with us a long time. Now, I do have some breaking news, and this is with um, very heavy hearts that if, there's probably, I'm sure, a lot of people out there that are country music fans and uh, Toby Keith, he passed away uh, either today, which at the time of this recording is February 6th, uh, 2024, or it might have been late yesterday, but I was on the way in to work on a normal Tuesday, and 
getting to about the exit where I exit off. I got about a 45-minute drive, mostly highway, about 30 minutes of that is highway. And I received the breaking news alert on my phone this morning that Toby Keith had passed away. Now, the one thing I don't follow, I, I'm not, um, this is no diss to country music. My dad loved it. My mom loves it. Everybody seemingly loves country music. I'm not a huge country music fan, but certainly I understand the impact that it has and, you know, there's the old school country music, there's the new school type stuff, and there are a lot of good songs out there, some that I consider country that are definitely in playlists, but Toby Keith, I don't know a lot about him, I do know some of his music, I know he was beloved, you know, a lot of people said, hey, this guy's a true patriot, this guy, you know, is all about the troops, and uh, his music really resonated with a lot of people, so I want to say rest in peace, I believe he was 62 years young very young age, and I do believe, if I recall correctly, um, uh, on a breaking news story I heard this morning, something like NPR or something I was listening to, and I believe it said that he had announced uh, three years ago, or in 2022-ish, that he had cancer. So I think it was stomach cancer, and rest in peace. Uh, Certainly don't want to see anybody lost, uh, if at all possible, but we know cancer is just not a good thing. So uh, rest in peace. Now, I'm just seeing if Biggity Mike, the mayor, is checking in. But, of course, he he's running late. You know, he's gallivanting. And, again, hopefully he's working on his album. Now, the general updates, I was going to ask Biggity Mike, the mayor, about this. And maybe I will when I call him. If I can even get him on the phone. I know he, as well as a lot of enthusiasts, many truckers, if you will, in the state of Florida, they made the trek to Dragon the Alley. We mentioned Dragon the Alley recently. Shout out to Christian and all of the Aftermath kinfolk that put that event together. And it's been a long-running event. Rest in peace, Ernie Macias came out years ago. I remember slapping hands with him. I've been to a handful of them. I went last year, which was about 365 days ago. This year, I could not make it. I'm buckling down, trying to get ready for Lone Star Throwdown. I'm doing better, I think, with with trying not to put as much pressure on myself. You know, with these different shows, you know, Mike's got to come up with the merchandise in his truck. We've got to figure out either a rental car or do we take our vehicle. Mike just got a ton of maintenance done on his vehicle, and I think that's actually where he is right now. He's working on his full-size truck, and I'm trying to get some more maintenance done on my truck just to do everything I can to try to control that situation going out there. Of course, you can't control everything, but... I will be changing the fuel filter. I've done a bunch of stuff on my wife's car that I had to do this past weekend. So I'm really balancing this list, and I just wasn't able to make Dragon the Alley. So uh, hate that I couldn't be there, but it looked like from the photos I saw, everybody had a great time. And we'll try to get a couple words from Mike on that a little bit later. The general updates is brought to you by our family at Lone Star Throwdown. Hopefully soon we'll hear from Lonnie and Radar about LST I would encourage you go to LoneStarThrowdown.com if you want to figure out accommodations. I'm sure a lot of hotels in or around that area are sold out. But follow me. The greater city, this is a huge place, okay? I'm sure you can get a place to stay or an Airbnb. Come on out. In just a few weeks from the time of this recording, we'll be in Conroe, Texas. There's so much to do. I think Extensive normally does their open house. We'll have to confirm if that's going to happen again. Of course, you've got an In-N-Out burger that you can go to, and just a lot to do at the event. I tell you, for the price of a band, for an armband to get in, it's truly worth it. I don't think there's a better value 
in our scene in terms of that band because if you've got 2,000 vehicles plus the support vehicles, give or take here and there, tons of vendors, you can save some money, including OLP. We'll be there with a few show specials going down. But check out the vendors, show some love. Of course, go get your LST merch. That stuff sells like hotcakes. One public service announcement that I'll make is this. Please, Lonnie mentioned this, okay? And when we get him on, as well as Radar, hopefully on our next episode, we'll talk about a few of these things. Facebook is running rampant with scammers, okay? We saw this with Eastbound Get Down. There were people that'll, that'll, you know, they'll set up this fake profile, John Smith, or just some American name, and they'll say, click this link for the telecast. Click this link to buy armbands, click this link to, I'll sell you a ticket, you know, a sold out ticket. Be very weary. Okay. None of these shows have the staff to literally go out and solicit to you on Facebook. Okay. The same goes for, don't get me on this rant. The same goes for parts scammers. Okay. That are scamming people through Instagram. They set up these fake accounts. They take all these screenshots, all these rare parts, Phantom grills, bucket seats, all this stuff. And then they say, hey, cash at me, you know, friends and family, this, you know, and this and that. I always encourage people look at those links, but you got to be even more diligent. What we're seeing with Eastbound Get Down and Lonnie, I think, posted this with some of LST. You're seeing where they're using uh, an app I use called Bitly, and that allows you to like paste in a link for your YouTube. It shortens the link. And then if you have a premium account, you can retitle that link, even though it shortens it, you can make it look like anything else. You can make it look like, okay, it's, it's, it's a bitly shortened link, but I'm going to make it look like lonestarthrowdown.com. Okay. So you're unsuspecting and you see, oh, LST, wow, they're selling armbands ahead of time and I can get one. Not so fast. If you click that link, it's going to take you to a rogue page a lot of times. Okay, not a good situation. So I talked to Mike a little bit about some of the changes that he may make next year with Eastbound, him and John and team. But certainly, I'm just throwing this public service announcement out there because I remember Lonnie posted it. Do your due diligence and please, please, please don't get scammed. You work hard for your money. Don't let it go to somebody that's scamming from some other country. Typically, and I mean that with all respect, typically a lot of these folks don't even have an account that's based in the U.S. And again, Facebook, Instagram, they don't seem to really care. So again, back to my point, the general updates brought to you by our family at Lone Star Throwdown will be out there in just a couple of weeks. So next, I'm going to hit on the scene updates, which I recently announced is going to also encompass kind of some of the show updates. And the reason for that, again, you're going to see in 2024, I'm going to continue to streamline what we're doing here, really just to kind of mix it up. I think, you know, it's it's not that it's getting stagnant, but it's kind of the same stuff every week uh, or every other week, bi-weekly, if you will. So you're going to see, again, the video portion is going to be a big change for us that we're going through, but we'll also try to streamline stuff. You know, not everybody wants to listen to a two-hour podcast. And then you'll have other kinfolk like the big homies, Tim and Randy, of course, from NC4 that are going to say, yo, Jay, hit us with a four-hour deal, right? Hit us with a back-to-back two-hour deal to a four-hour, right? So I totally get it. Everybody's got a little bit different situation, but I have a feeling that most of your favorite YouTube content creators and folks on social media 
they're posting content that's a little shorter. You know, these reels are getting to six and seven seconds. We'll talk to Sean about that from Rad BMX Builds. YouTube videos, for the most part, are getting shorter. Now, I know some people like Vice Garage, um, Vice Grip Garage, you know, he'll do a three-hour video. I, I guess his channel's just so big, he can do that. I mean, I'd be very curious to see what his watch minutes are. You know, are people getting to that hour mark? But I could tell you the average YouTube channel, and I've talked to Brian at Grinder TV about this. I mean, even if you look at some of his show coverage videos, you know, they're shorter than they have been in the past. Maybe not all of them. But I'll tell you, that's it's, it's, it's all trying to kind of fold into this little bit more streamlined experience. So that's what you can expect. And hopefully that will be a good thing because if I could scale back these episodes, you know, sometimes I felt like in the past I'd put together an episode and it felt like I was doing like four episodes in one. I was calling these different people and, you know, I'm editing all this together and I have all this going on. I'm like, man, I, I love the product I'm producing, but I felt like if it was a TV show, I was putting five episodes into one week and it's like, well, hold on. You know, a lot of these TV shows are 10 episodes. If you watch Shorty's, uh, dream garage, you know, it's 10 episodes and it's like, bam, you know, you can, you can, um, what's the word I'm looking for? You can binge watch them. And then you're like, dang, man, I want more, you know, wow. Now I got to wait for a whole new season, but you got to remember to put together a TV show. You know, it's a lot of work. You know, the podcast is a lot of work as well. So if I could scale these back, I might be able to go boom, put out some shorter interviews, dare I say every week, we'll have to see. But with that being said, the shows, again, I mentioned Art of Noise. Hopefully, we'll talk just in a little bit about it. It's this weekend if you're in Arizona, Glendale area. There is a show in Clearwater this coming week. It is a benefit show, and it's at the OCC, I think it's OCC Cafe. Now, I went out there last year. I think Tony is the guy that does it, and uh, there's a good mix of lifted rides, minis. I think Chuck was there last year with the Astro. I had the link in there. Of course, it ended up raining, and that's that was a little bit of a sour deal. I think it passed over kind of quick. I had to peel out of there, but that's going down this weekend, which is actually going to be the weekend before After Dark the Remix. So for those scoring at home, last week we had Dragon the Alley. Yeah, Clearwater coming this weekend. The following weekend which is the 17th, we're going to have Clearwater again for After Dark Remix, as I was mentioning. And then the weekend after that is going to be Lone Star in Texas. The weekend after that, Radwood, March 2nd. If you're on Instagram, many of you, many truckers are probably following at Radwood, R-A-D, Wood. And this is a traveling show, if you will. I've always wanted to go to one. They have them in all different kinds of places. They seem to have inroads and great relationships with people everywhere. I think the one they did in the Carolinas may have been at a race shop. And um, so I'm fortunate to say, hey, there's going to be one in Florida coming up again March 2nd. I want to go to it. It's at Amelia Island, definitely a ritzy area. And I think there's another event going on that weekend. So it's going to be cool. But I like what they're doing. These are short shows. I think it's like 9 to 12 or 9 to 1. It's it, it's like a chunk of the day. It's at a cool venue. You get to go experience it, and then you peel out of there. So um, more to come, and uh, I'm looking forward to that one. The last two that I'll mention is Alter, uh, Altered Metal and Orange Beach Invasion are both going to be March 22nd through the 24th, and then Southeast Mini Trucking Nationals, one of our key partners. 
Huge shout out to Jason Bell. I know it's a huge undertaking to do mini Nats is, is kind of what we all know it as. But this technically is the 30th annual event. Now, this event technically started back in good old 1990. But as you can imagine, over the years, it has changed hands a couple times. And we will be proud to have Jason Bell uh, on and, and probably a few episodes out to talk about some of the key things that you need to know. And I will tell you this, it is sold out. I get it that you can't get your vehicle in. And I know there's some people that are coming from California that got tickets. I think someone, uh, Bobby Boucher, commented the other day and said, you know, he knew some people that didn't get a ticket. And I think there's going to be a good mix of that. There's going to be awesome stuff that is not going to be able to get in, but it's going to be cruising the strip and it's going to be parked out, uh, out front. Uh, but that's the cool thing about mini Nats. I would be willing to bring my car from far and wide just to have it in town. And uh, I'm really looking forward to this event. I think it's going to be great. There's going to be a lot of cool trucks there. I think there's going to be some great photo ops if your truck is in there and you want to link up with some of the other awesome trucks out there. So we'll see you at Mini Nats, Maggie Valley, North Carolina, the 19th through the 21st of April. I want to thank Joey at Get Decked for the continued support. And I know this show season is really ramping up now. If you want to do skate decks for your brand or your show, hit up Joey Dilworth, just how it sounds. He's on Instagram. And I think I keep saying it wrong. Um, it's either, it's get decked. Just type that in, get decked. And I think it's underscore VA, but I looked it up recently and I was saying it wrong. And since I'm doing video now, I can't use my phone since I use my phone for the video portion of this. So it's another way I'm getting off my phone a little bit. There you go. But uh, certainly get with Joey Dilworth at Get Decked. You can also Facebook him through Messenger. I want to thank Jeff. Um, we're still talking about the scene updates, and Jeff from Mini Garage was recently here in the Tampa Bay area with his coworker Chewy. I was like, yo, that's a cool name. I love Chewy's, the restaurant here. Never heard of it. It's like, you got to go there. Love some Chewy's. Now, Jeff Rosenberger is from Mini Garage. So if you're following YouTube Mini Garage or Instagram Mini Garage, that's Jeff. And Jeff is with a G, right? We call him Jizf. If you need Mazda parts or Datsun parts, he has a YouTube channel. We talked about that. You can hit me up through email, and I'll send you the link if you need it, or you can hit up Jeff Rosenberger, and he will help you uh, with your Mazda or Datsun parts needs. He's constantly buying trucks, and he's really tied in and tapped into that. I got some parts I really needed for my 9.0 Mazda B2200, so tip of the cap to Jeff. And I mean that with all respect because tip of the cap, he hooked me up with his Goonies hat on. So Jeff, of course, living up in Oregon, he went through one of the, the, the spots and said, yo, Jay, I've had this for a while. I keep meaning to bring it to a show, but I'm in your neck of the woods, dude. So here you go. And I was super stoked. And I appreciate the love from Chewy as well. Got a chance to pick him up in the 65 Lincoln. Took him to a local spot. They got a brewski, got some food. And then I took him down a cruise down Bayshore, which was the weekend before Gasparilla Invasion. If you've never heard of Gasparilla Invasion in Tampa, look it up. This was the 120th year, and uh, it's just an awesome time. And I got a chance to show them the route down Bayshore. Of course, it was the calm before the storm because there was nobody out there 
on that famous Bayshore Boulevard that evening. Just really cool. So shout out to Jeff. Shout out to Chewy. Thanks for coming through. The scene updates is brought to you by the kinfolk at Garage Gear Clothing. You can visit garagegearclothing.com if you want to buy merchandise. And, you know, I keep thinking, why don't I show you guys this? Uh, some of you are going to be like, damn, you know, ODB, you're, you're showing us everything. Well, not everything is go to garagegearclothing.com. Of course, you'll see here apparel and accessories for all the automotive enthusiasts. And this is the cool thing. They've got the Garage Girl tanks. They've got full-size trucks, a Cadillac, the Blazer, full-size, the van, a ton of different stuff. And, oh, by the way, they have a free YouTube channel. So certainly appreciate what the fine folks do over at Garage Gear Clothing. They do have some free shipping options. And if you're going to be in an event like Mini Nats or Lone Star Throwdown, you could go by their slap hands, let them know that OLP sent you. You never know what they'll hook you up with. Okay. Hut 1, Hut 2, Hut 3, Hut, Old Dirty Ballard, live and uncut. And number one, there's a couple hodgepodge items. Number one, leave us a rating. I know I say this sometimes, but whatever app you're on, for the most part, you should be able to leave us a rating. If you're on YouTube watching this, click the thumbs up and leave a comment. It could just be dope. It could be a, a thumbs up emoji. Any comment, any interaction that you can do with the page is going to continue to help move us up the ranks a little bit. I can't thank you folks enough. I would have never thought that I would have a channel that you know we can really dive into the history of this truck scene that we love. You're going to continue to see more content from me on YouTube. I love Instagram. I love Facebook. But I think like YouTube I love because I love to catalog things. I love to say, hey, here's all the many trucking magazines I've been going through by year, right? Let's put them into playlists. Let's talk about this truck. You know, it can all kind of reside there, if you will. And that's the thing I love about YouTube. So I think what you're also going to see is for those that want to go a step above on YouTube and you want to become a member, there's a there's three thresholds. And if you go to that second threshold or higher and you become a member, I am going to allow for the un- I don't want to say unedited. I'm going to allow for the interviews that I've done in the past without any of the other stuff, you know, like K Daddy or Craig Frazier, the few times we've had him on, or Dion. Those interviews will live out there, uh, easy to find. It's going to take me some time to get everything uploaded, but certainly I will tell you this for anybody that comes and becomes a member and that money, that little bit of money that's collected. That's all going to go back into buying more magazines, filling in some of these gaps, you know, getting this stuff that we can really, really, really highlight and document. Okay. And I think this is big. Uh, there's a guy I follow on Instagram called Raps, Rap Zines, like magazines, but Rap Zines. And he does the same thing, but he does it with rap magazines from all over the world, you know, hip hop stuff. So I kind of feel like, you know, you guys know how much I love this stuff, and for those that become members, and then we'll launch a Patreon, anything that comes in from there, it's pretty much what we've been doing. Like Any little bit that we can take from going to a show that we don't have to give back to Graphic Disorder to buy more merch, you know, I, I try to go and I'll spend that money and go, hey, I want to buy this magazine. You know, I want to buy this. You know, Let's tell this story. So that's what I've been doing, and that's what I'm going to continue to do. 
But I will tell you, I've been collecting magazines for over 30 years now, which is crazy. And I spent a lot of money. So any little bit that you guys can kind of kick in. And if you go, hey, I don't want to do that, then just buy some merchandise. It's that easy. OurLifestylePodcast.com. You know, when we came out years ago with that Mike Dominguez OLP shirt, I feel like we changed the game because we came with a shirt that was two designs, a front and a back, two different designs. And then, oh, by the way, we ramped up. And our show, like we we basically took what people were putting into a show shirt artwork, and we made that our regular shirt, you know. And I'm so proud of that. And the reason that we've been able to do that is because of all the support. And I'm telling you, we're going to keep the pedal stomped. You know, there's no end in sight, at least with my mindset, uh, in terms of what I want to do. But I will tell you, is the more that you you know buy a shirt or buy a hat or buy some stickers, that stuff just gets reinvested in, so we can go, hey, graphic disorder. We want to ratchet up what we've already ratcheted up. And I can tell you, I've got some huge ideas for this year. Some of the artwork is not going to be cheap, but I'm telling you, when people see our stuff and they get that, that you know, hair sticking up on their neck and they're super stoked, that's why I do it. You know, I want people to go, dude, I got to have this, you know, and that's what I think we did with the um, Cliff Josie Yoda, you know, super cool that Snoop reshared that. You know, his team reshared that. Of course, that was at the tail end of the collection of doggy style stuff I have, which you can barely see if you're watching on YouTube over here. I don't know. I'm trying to do it right right there. But, you know, again, anything that you guys can do, if you want to become a member on YouTube, that helps us out. We are uh, going to roll out a pre-sale very, very soon. I don't know if it's going to be right before LST or right after but certainly something that's going to be very, very cool. Um, also, ODB Live and Uncut, I'll say check out my Lincoln Addict channel on YouTube as well as the podcast. I'm finally getting my balance there, and I'm getting more content put out. So if you like the research that I do, if you like what I do here, you probably, even if you don't have a Lincoln, you'll probably appreciate some of the content that I'm putting out on Lincoln Addict, whether it's social media, YouTube, or the podcast. Lastly, this is my main message for this. Speaking of money, I highly suggest, you know, in 2024, try to tuck away a few bucks. You know, even if you set up, if you go to your bank and you set up like, like a, a hidden checking account or a hidden savings account, you know, maybe you go, yo, I already got a savings account. You know, set something up where you can trickle a few bucks if you feel like you need to into an account. Because I can tell you this, I've had some friends and, and even one recently, an old high school friend really going through some tough things, you know, with some health challenges. And, you know, it, it's very tough when, when you when you have to, you, you know, you're in a crunch, you know, and there's a lot of different lifelines out there, you know. There's a lot of ways for people to help, you know, with GoFundMes and stuff like that. And I know some people, you know, their pride maybe gets in the way and they don't want to do that. But certainly my only thing would be, I know I feel like I spend a ton of money on just crap that I love. But try to put a few dollars away. You know, I think if nothing else, it's going to help you in the future, maybe on a rainy day uh, or, or, God forbid, a troublesome challenge that you run into. But again, I know many of us, we kind of say, hey, let's live life to the fullest. You know, we're only here once. Let's do the damn thing. But at the same time, I don't want to go for broke with everything I do, right? I mean, there's that balance in life, right? And that's what I'm trying to find. So those are my messages for this week, ODB Live and Uncut, brought to you by our kinfolk at... Colorado Custom Wheels. You can visit coloradocustom.com. Hit up Michael and team if you want a steering wheel. 
Uh, they make other parts. I think they still dabble with the rear view mirrors, but the wheels is their bread and butter. They'll make an old set of wheels as well. You can hit them up. Their prices are not cheap. I will warn you, billet wheel prices have continued to increase like many things in life, but I will tell you there's no better customer service. And in my opinion, there's no better shine than Colorado Custom Wheels, especially when they're brand new. So thanks to the kinfolk at Colorado Custom Wheels. Mini Truck and Syndicate updates. So if you listen to a recent episode, I talked about the Mini Truck and Syndicate. And what I want to do here is uh, show you just a couple of things that's going down in the scene. Now, what I constantly do is I, even though I'm not on Facebook much, as soon as I go on there, if I see something, I add it to a folder. So number one, I want to give a shout out um, to Bob Hayes. Uh, he says, good afternoon, everyone. I wanted to let you know that I'm okay. I went through a pretty traumatic 11 days. I'm still on CCU. Uh, they're talking about taking me out of here today. This was, of course, like a week ago. He has since sent me a message, and he said, hey, do you need anything for the Hall of Fame? And I was like, look, man, the only thing that we need is for you to rest up and get better. So I hope all is well, Bob. Sean Rose, he says, this is back, of course, on uh, 131. It's official. We have our first big announcement of the year. Keep an eye out for a video drop coming soon. Sean Rose with Rose Metalworks. He's got a lot of good stuff going on for him. And, you know, he's no stranger to the podcast. We'll slap hands with him at Mini Nats. And then lastly, I wanted to show, this is Anthony Reynolds. New liver. I made it through the surgery. Long recovery road now. He says positive vibes only. So we're rooting for you, homie. And, uh, of course, get better. Those are the few updates that I wanted to share this week as it relates to the Mini Truck Syndicate updates. This is brought to you by our folks, our kinfolk at Local Rides Mag, L-O-C-A-L, rides with a Z, Local Rides Mag. Just how it sounds, except for an S, put the Z in there, and Local Rides Mag will get you squared away. They got about $10 options for individual issues, and they're doing, Bill is doing great things with his wife. We love what you're doing, homie. Uh, the podcast updates, okay? We're rolling through this. I know I'm looking at my timer. I'm like, wow, I'm a little longer than I thought. Podcast updates, I want to thank Joey at Get Decked. Again, I said this earlier, leave a rating for us. If you're on Spotify, if you're on the pre-installed podcast app, the, the Apple podcast app, uh, certainly leave a rating. It helps us out. The OLP honors. Now, we announced everything on the podcast. I still never put the graphic out there with the truck. I'm going to do that around the time that we have the awards in hand. Hopefully, we'll be giving most of those out at Lone Star Throwdown for anyone that is in attendance. If not, we'll see many of you at Mini Nats. We'll take uh, photos, and we'll also share to the world an image of your vehicle along with uh, you know the photo that we take with you. And we got to thank Welch at Welch's Chop Shop. He makes these awesome awards, not only for us, but for many shows nationwide. Thank you so much, Josh Welch. The podcast ups, uh, updates are brought to you by Joey at Get Decked. And again, we mentioned Get Decked earlier. It's Get Decked, just how it sounds, underscore VA. And uh, look him up, hit him up, and he will get you squared away. He'll do as little as one deck at a time. Now, I'm just double-checking to make sure McGinney Mike the Mayor is not checking in, and he hasn't yet. It's possible he's got 15 more minutes, and if he doesn't, I'm going to have to find. I got his binder around here. I got the key right over here, and once I get it, it's game over, Mike. Uh, as I scroll back through, uh, of course, I'm going to try to call Mike in a few minutes, uh, see if he'll pick up. 
Uh, we'll talk about the trivia with Mike. You guys aren't going to want to miss this one. I know about Gra- Brad Creaseman's going to love it. Shout out to the big homie, Brad. But when I look back and I, and I think of Scraping the Coast, right, and I think of Hammered Weekend Wear, Get Decked, Lone Star Throwdown, Garage Gear Clothing, Colorado Custom Wheels, Southeast Mini Truck and Nationals, AccuWare, Graphics Mafia, the place that we love to get our stickers from, Local Rides Mag, and then the big homie at CNS Metalworks, Chris Burns. There's a lot of good people out there. Some we partner with closer than others. But at the end of the day, these are good folks. And what I would tell you is there's a lot of brands out there that you will sometimes go and buy something from and you don't even realize where it's coming from. All of these Instagram accounts I see, a lot of them don't even share their location. You know, so many of them aren't even in the U.S. And that's fine, right? It's not all about the U.S., I guess, from a content creation perspective. But, you know, if you think about so many of these brands that you're buying from, you often put your credit card in and you buy stuff. And you don't even know who it's coming from. So I often say that's why I love promoting these great companies through the podcast because, you know, I have a personal connection. I've spent money with most of these, if not all of them. And I think that's a key thing. So when you're listening to a podcast, if you can, try to support the folks that are supporting the podcast and supporting the, the, the scene in general because it goes a long way. So I can't thank our partners enough. They've helped me over the course of time. I know they've helped Mike. They've helped Eastbound Get Down. They've done a lot for the scene, and at the end of the day, that's what it's about, right? So with that being said, here's what we're going to try to do. We're going to try to link up with Mike and see if he's a no-call, no-show. We're going to call after that. We're going to talk with Aaron Hunt about Art of Doy's show this weekend, and then we're going to wrap it up with Sean from Rad BMX Builds, which is brought to you by AccuAir. And again, we hope that you guys will join us at Southeast Mini Truck and Nationals, also known as Mini Nats, in about two and a half months, that third weekend in April 2024, Maggie Valley, North Carolina. I'm sure I'm forgetting something, but I've said a lot. Much love to everybody out there. Thank you. Many of you work hard. And for you to spend one minute, let alone 60 minutes or, God forbid, two hours with us, We can't thank you guys enough. And all the ladies, of course. Stay on the rise, everyone, and have a safe weekend. Lord willing, we may hit you next weekend, next Friday, with another episode. It's ODB. I approve this message. And hopefully I'll get your vote one day. We at ya. Are you telling me? Wait, I've been trying to get a hold of you. You you haven't been kidnapped, have you? Wait, is it still called kidnapped if you're an adult? Is it called adult napped? Is it is it a call is it called adult napped if you're if you're an adult and you get kidnapped? Dude, Biggity Mike the mayor barely by the hair of his chinny chin chin avoided a, a no call no show. Now he's trying to hop on some brand he I think he's stuck in I think he said he's out with the airboats. He fell off an airboat and he's in the middle of nowhere trying to get on Wi Fi. I mean you can't make this stuff up, man. You just can't make it up. <laughs> See, he's laughing. Mike, do Mike, do not let those alligators get you, bro. Can you hear me? Yeah. Dude, Mike. Okay. Okay, so listen. We're getting ready to call uh, one of our homies out from the West Coast to talk about uh, our Noise show this weekend. But there was a rumor that you were on an airboat out in uh, – 
the Everglades, dude, and someone picked you up, and are you are you doing okay? Because I know you look like you've been out there for weeks, bro. Dude, it has been days. So days, let me dude. get on this pass. Let me get on this Wi-Fi here. It's, dude. Luckily, someone gave you some food and water, right, Mike? Come on now, dude. All right. All right, we're on Wi-Fi. So, so listen, hey, real quick. Last weekend, you went to Dragon the Alley, and I didn't get a chance to talk about this earlier when I was doing some of the audio. <clears throat> but Dragon the Alley, your kinfolk, Christian and team, they really came through another year. And I saw you out there gallivanting. Did you get any, um, what is it called, a, ch- a chicken? Did you get any chickens when you were playing? I got no turkeys, no spares, no strikes. Mike. Mickey Mike does not bowl, bro. Okay. Tur- tur- no turkey legs? No turkey legs, no turkey breasts, um, no turkey butts. Uh, none of that stuff, none of the above. Dude. But what I did do was I went around, I shook plenty of hands, kissed lots of babies, and just thanked everybody for coming out to Eastbound. Uh, because pretty much everybody that was there at the bowling tournament was at Eastbound. So that just gave me another chance to talk to everybody and see the vibe and see how everybody felt about the show. And uh, everybody loved it, man. So we had a good time out there at the bowling tournament. And, hey, guess who ended up winning and taking the uh, taking the trophy for uh, Dragon the Alley this year? It, you better it, Now, if you tell me this club starts with an A, I'm going to call like there could have been some interference. Some interference. I knew you were going to say that. So... <laughs> We just changed the name for that day, and uh, you know it was uh, it was get down was the name of that you know name of the club that day. Right. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, yes, uh, <laughs> good old aftermath. Now, see, it's legit, bro. It is absolutely legit. It's all taken by the points of you know the the computer keeps a score, so there's no way Christian can cheat. No way, dude. He had some sort of weird antenna thing there, and I swear that he had hacked in to the system, well, but. You know, that could have just been a rumor going around. Well, first of all, you wasn't there, ODB, so you don't know. <laughs> I got intel. You, you don't know. I know your boy Kurt was there, though, and I know Kurt was keeping you informed on everything that was going on. Oh, yeah. So, he's 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 got the intel. But, look, it, speaking of Eastbound Get Down, I'm thinking that w- as this year goes by, we got to talk more about it because I, I love that AccuAir was out there, and I love that if people need an engine – or a transmission, they can call Stingray Chevrolet. And the cool thing, Mike, is about Eastbound Get Down, the third annual event was awesome. And I really think, from what I'm hearing, they need to stay tuned to social media all year at Eastbound Get Down show, right? I hope so. Mike, I got one question for you. Are you Uh-oh. ready? I'm always ready, brother. I'm ready to get it wrong. Hey, I know you're gallivanting, so we, we only got uh, just a couple minutes with you. I, again, if dude, be careful out in the Everglades because, dude, those gators are no joke. But, dude, Brad Christman's going to love this one. What movie starred Prince and was also the title of one of his famous songs in the 1980s, dude? Purple Rain. Purple, Purple Rain. Rain. I cannot believe you got it, Mike. And right there, um, I was trying to get him back on the screen before. But, Mike, I asked you that question so quick. There's no cutaways. There's no way you could have Googled that. So I, I'm going to give you the tick marks. Hey, I actually knew one. So let's let's not take no tick marks. Let's not, you know, whoa, what do you got there? Dude. Is that my binder? Yeah, look, look how thick it is, is that, dude. 
Is that my employee binder? Dude, you know what else I found in here? I found an old forever stamp. Do, do I have no. to add money to those or no? Hey, hey, Jay, it's called a forever stamp for a reason. Wait, th wait, this is an 18 cent one cents. Do I have to do I have to put like three pennies in there? Uh yeah, you put three pennies and it'll get sent back, blah blah. Oh boy. Three pennies, three pennies are not gonna do you any good nowadays. You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna put on there Do you know who Mike Murray is? Send this hey, to Naples. And you know what? They're gonna send it back to you and say, We don't give a fuck who Mike Murray is. You have to pay because actually stamps just went up again, I believe. Dude, listen. The new thing on Apple Podcasts, they're transcribing every word with this new update that's coming. So, Mike, listen, be forewarned. Your employer, I guarantee, and you, you've got some of the many truckers out there that are hanging on every word you're saying, dude. I mean, we've heard the intel. So we're going to have to be very careful. We're going to have to ramp up your carny talk and stuff so we can really get kind of get back to the codes because if, if we get, you know, brought down for anything we're saying on here you know it's not going to be good bro i just want you to say that hat is fire bro i like that hat. hey you know what i gave a shout out to you get, get guess who got me this hat um i'm gonna say scotty the body close scotty the body still owes me big this is from oh. jizf jeff brought it he's been meaning to bring it to a show and i said dude mike got me the poster dumpster diving <laughs> yeah. and you got me the hat now, all right. So I got you this poster. I don't even see it. I don't even see it hanging up. I have it in a safe place because look, I'm out of room, dude. You see, you see that um, that tush right there. Yeah, can't can't right there. I yeah. I got the I gotta I gotta fix the light right there. Yeah, because that glare is right on the tush. Look at oh. that! Look at that ambiance. What am I doing? Man. I could have had the the ambiance the whole time now again Dude. people if you're listening folks if you're listening on a podcast app please make sure you go back on youtube and stream this because you want to see mike right now mike literally looks like he's been out no welcome hat, to the dog. jungle he's been playing his axel rose album and he's doing the damn thing but listen mike give keith rock a big fist bump you supposedly had made a trek over there uh working on chrome control arms and stuff on the Boston, <laughs> right but we can't talk about that yeah, those gold wing doors, man. We got to get them ready for after dark because after dark is going down in two weeks, man. I can't wait. And this weekend, is it? Remind me, Tony's show is in Clearwater yeah. as well, OCC. Yes, yeah, so it's over there at OCC Bar and Grill, and it's the TTP show, and it's the autism. It's for the autism awareness show. Okay, I yeah. thought it was for cancer, but yeah, that's right. It's for autism. Yeah, because remember, uh, Tony, which is the guy that owns TTP, he's also a sponsor of Eastbound. His son has autism, so this show was very special to him. And the the um, the place that helped his son and to get to the point where he is today, all that money from the show goes right back to that place. I don't recall the name of the place, but I just know that they've. I believe this is the fourth year of the show, and every penny that is made from this show goes right back to the place that helps his son uh, to this day. Yeah, he's good people. Mike, I covered a ton of stuff on this episode, including breaking news earlier. Rest in peace, Toby Keith. You probably saw that news today. Yep. Yep. I, I know he's beloved by a lot of people, You know, even non-country music fans. Uh, so that was definitely a sad thing that's happened. Uh, we want to continue to thank all of our sponsors, uh, including Graphics Mafia. The Trivia with Mike is brought to you by our kinfolk at Graphics Mafia, G-R-A-P-H-I-X. 
mafia.com. Mike, in the coming weeks, probably after LST, maybe we will do a live episode one evening where we yeah. could do a Q&A with a lot of the OLP fans. And uh, I appreciate you Dude, taking the they've time. Been, they've been calling for it, bro. They've been calling for it. It's something we have to do, bro. I know, and listen. I know you got mosquito bites from being out for yeah, for, for weeks, dude. dude on, oh man, dude! Fucking luckily, bears and lions and and oh boy, are all crazy out here, bro. Luckily, you've seen Crocodile Dundee probably more than I have. So luckily, you knew, you knew the mating calls to make and stuff like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, <laughs> see, the thing about it is, it's not a mating call when they run away from you, though. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, they see this big crocodile coming and they they run the opposite way, bro. It's Dude, I love it. It's all good. Give Keister, Keith uh, the Keister, I guess. I don't know where I can count. Give Keith Rock our best. And stay on the rise, Mike, and keep those mosquitoes. Dude, those mosquitoes are a mother effort down there, bro. Dude, they're huge, bro. They're the size. So when I tell you that, oh, are they over there? You got them right now? Oh, oh. God damn it. And the ODB compound, too? Dude, uh, as soon as you start talking skeeters, bro, they, they started swarming from Naples. Bro, the skeeters are everywhere, bro, I'm telling you. But, Dude. hey, listen, the only good thing right now, and I know the guys that are going to hear this are going to be like, cold. Bro, it's a little chilly outside right now, so there's really not too much of a problem with the mosquitoes out there. But now the the, the crocodiles and the alligators and the bears and the and the wolves and uh, you know all those wild critters. There's a bunch of those out here, though. Oh yeah. Hey, I didn't get a chance to thank Glenn Brown for coming on last episode. Oh, I know the Custom Scene Podcast. Good people. We talked a lot about Terminal Takeover, their show. I think yes. they're creating a, an awesome pre show experience so certainly hit up um you know the team over there at terminal takeover but mike listen that's all i got for you bro we got to get sideways because i got to call the big homie aaron hunt we're going to talk about the art of noise bring the noise show that's back this year and then nice. we got to get to sean at rad bmx builds they don't want to hear from us anymore they're calling for the guest man i'm seeing the comments come in dude just like eastbound get down they're going can i get judged next year with the vision pro headset i go i gotta talk vision to mike pro. Hey, I'm working on that. John actually is getting trying to get the app to start working so we can just we can do this whole live thing where when uh, Dustin Boone and Rob Seeley are there judging the cars that, you know, it, so we're, we're working on it right now. Oh, yeah. We're hoping to have that by 2023. Yeah, and I'm gonna call mine Hater Vision. You know what I'm saying? Hater. Because there's gonna be so much. There's gonna be so much chrome shining. You're not even gonna be able to see. And Mike's <laughs> gonna be like this, dude. I give up. I I can't. I can't even. Is that billet? And listen, talk to Sh you. You know, on this next episode, if we go live, I want to get Shannon in there because listen, Mike. Okay. I know you told me not to talk to her, but look, I want to talk to her about these Christmas gifts she's getting you. I mean, you're telling okay. me two years in a row, no chrome, no billet. I mean, listen, I don't want to be mean. If you want me to bring it up, I will. You know what I'm saying? Well, I already told you not to talk to her, so right. obviously you already know the answer. Yeah, well, well, we'll we'll get it handled. But, Mike, listen, dude, be safe, stay on the rise, bro, and get sideways into the weekend. But keep it legal. legal. My brother. Be good. Always. Always. Hey, stay low. Thanks, brother. Peace. See ya. Hey, hey, I'm so excited, as I mentioned, to sit down with Aaron Hunt. And, Aaron, I can't thank you enough for just spending a few minutes with us, man. Yeah, you bet. Thanks. I appreciate it. No, no problem. And I want to give a tip of the cap to AON, Art and Noise, and you know, you and all of the crew. There's there's a long list of uh, history there, and, and I do want to link back up with you and some of your you know kinfolk in, in the future because – 
being on the East Coast, a lot of us looked up to Art and Noise, and we love the website. It's always been updated for 20-plus, so, you know, salute, man. Yeah, I appreciate it. I feel like we live in our own little world out here in Arizona, and for a while we were kind of uh, – I thought we were a little bit of – we were, like, on the cutting edge of innovation for a while, but now oh, you yeah. guys are over, that's for sure. The mini truck shows on your side of the world are, are just crazy, but we try to hold it down over here still. Oh, Yeah. Uh, so we're going to talk with Aaron Hunt just a few minutes about Art and Noise. They have a couple of shows, and if you think about, I, I want to remind everyone, you know, you can go to Art of Noise, and Noise is N-O-I-Z-E, which you're seeing on your screen. They have a, a vast history of content out there. But talk to us just a few minutes about, I know it's a little late notice for some. Maybe we can pick some people up that are going to be able to make it out this weekend. But if you don't mind, Aaron, just kind of talk to us a little bit about the show. I think there was a hiatus and, and the fact that it's back now. Yeah, so um, there was a time uh, where I was president of this club and I uh, got busy with life. So I turned it over to Mike Day, who was the okay. vice president at the time. He ran it for a while and then he got a little bit busy in life, gave it back to me. And kind of when I took over, I wanted to kind of regroup and I didn't want to throw a show last minute. So Bring the Noise sure. didn't happen in 2022. So uh or 23, I should say. So it's back again, 2024. Um, but our 4th of July show, which is an Independence Day show, which doesn't always happen on the 4th, it's somewhere around there. Uh, we throw that show as well. Um, that's a night show. Um, and there's fireworks. Um, it's a lot more laid back. We try not to work as hard on that show because we <laughs> want to spend time with our families. So we have a couple awards just to kind of satisfy the people that really insist on receiving awards at car shows oh yeah uh, yeah there's 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 always those people but um yeah so that show is uh you know a top 20 very informal some best ofs our our bring the noise show is a formally judged show i believe we have 22 classes first second third uh nine best ofs um and best of show car best of show truck so it's 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 from my understanding one of the last um, you know mini truck inspired shows in Arizona that still has formally judged classes, uh, which we pride ourselves in. Um, we'll we'll we'll, t we'll take that punishment for the day of going through oh, yeah. ours. But uh, oh yeah, yeah that that's uh, so that's the difference between the two shows. Um, uh, bring noise, formally judged car show, lots of classes, uh, Independence Day car show lot more laid back in the evening because it's in july it's hot um and uh both both are great but both are at the same uh venue which is uh victory lane sports park which is uh they're baseball fields and got in it the, in the middle of all in the middle of all the baseball fields is a two-story building the bottom is all concessions and okay the bar and at the bar with food there's like 360 degree balconies that overhang um the baseball fields and look down at the cars so i mean we're super fortunate to have such a great venue with a guy that's allowed us to throw it there for almost 20 years now um so um yeah it's a great venue the show, yeah the show is uh february 10th so this saturday so this Saturday, excellent. And to your point, you know, looking back at the history, I mean, it seems like at least the website goes back to 01. So to your point, 20 plus years. And uh, it's pretty awesome that when I look through this, I kind of got goosebumps because, you know, it re reminded me of the early days, as you said, Aaron, mm -hmm. of, you know, you have all these different classes. And one thing that I would assume, right, you guys have it laid out here nicely with all of this information. 
I would assume like you you get a lot of top tier quality because you, you know to your point, there's not a lot of these type of events left. Yeah, so we're the first show of the year, so I think a lot of people really look forward to starting off the new year with their new builds, and and in Arizona. Um, contrary to other parts of the United States, unlike Florida, where it's gorgeous all the time, but uh, <laughs> this is our this is the time of year where it's really nice here. So um, people come here from different parts of the Western United States, where we have sunshine, um, great weather, and it's the first show of the year. It's just a great place to kind of kick off a new build or just show what you've done to your current ride. Oh but, yeah. yeah. Lots of really great top tier. And we're fortunate in Arizona to have a couple mini trucker collectors here that have oh, yeah. super infamous trucks. And I've been really trying to push them to bring as many out to our show as possible. So we'll see how many show up. Yeah, that's fantastic. And there's such a, you know, I always describe it the same. It's like a rich history between the lineage between Arizona and California, you know, even going back to the Sever days and you think RA and 91 and, you know, NC, then of course, R, you know, Ardenoy is doing it for so, so long. And to me, it just feels right. I remember before we started, I had mentioned to you that I remember traveling uh, to, I think it was Tucson for work years ago. And yeah. I was on the interstate like in the afternoon. It was just like a, a normal routine commute back to the hotel. And I was like, boom, there's art and noise. And you're like, man, look how clean that is. Let me get a photo, you know. And I think you guys are well-respected. And to me, I always thought to myself, like, you guys have always kind of remained true to the core of what you guys are. But at the same time, you're still putting events on. And I think that's amazing. Yeah, I think that, like, if you look at the cars that come out of the club and trucks, but mostly cars, our style isn't over the top. Yeah, uh, you know, not tons of body mods, and you know, some some people kind of give us a grief about that that our cars are basically stock, but it's all about the details, you know. It's all about the hydraulic setup or the air setup and the management, the suspension, the small details that maybe you know aren't like in your face, but when you just perceive the vehicle as a whole, it just looks so detailed and so clean. And we take that same that same format and we kind of try to apply it to our shows that way where everything is polished everything's well thought out everything's organized oh yeah and, and you know our trophies may not be billet you know solid billet block wheels like i've seen at some shows but um they are you know minimal but effective and just something that you can collect yeah, absolutely. Uh, we're, we're talking with Aaron Hunt, and when you think about, if you go on Facebook and just type in uh, Art of Noise or Bring the Noise with a Z, you're going to see all this information. There's a great Facebook event page out there. And to his point, uh, Victory Lane Park, you know, I love how Facebook kind of really lays all this stuff out there. You've got people out here sharing the event page, which I think is awesome. Talk yeah. to us. I don't, I don't know what your relationship is with Body Dropped um, uh, clothing. I know we see them at Mini Nats every year. They seem to be really ingrained you know, at the forefront of the culture, especially out there. I know Joey Whitby is a big supporter of theirs. It's got to be good to have a company to say, hey, we want to help you put this event on. Yeah, I mean, I've never spoken to them you know, before this show, but they reached out. They were just so excited to be a part of it. They were like, when I told him the title sponsor was available, like he jumped on it immediately. Excellent. Um, I mean, the guy is super cool. He offered to like help with, Hey, do you need help with trophies or anything? And I was like, Man, we got it. But yeah, I think that there's title sponsor of another show coming up too. So I think they're really just trying to get their name out there. Yep. And, uh, and, and I think everybody needs to take a moment to support the companies that support us. And they're, they're one of those companies. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I think uh, Nick, right, from Surface Art, he has that just that long history there in that in that whole community. I always love seeing Nick at the few times I get to go to SEMA and whatnot. And, yeah. you know, I, I know there's a lot of history there. The the thing that I think is cool is that it seems like a very affordable price, you know, $5 for a spectator to get in, very affordable, kids under 12 are free. And then to enter a show, you know, you start to get to, in certain areas of the country, you know, you'll see higher prices and stuff. But to me, I thought $40 was very fair. Talk to us a little bit about, like, do you get a decent amount of spectators and kind of friends and family that come through? Oh, yeah. we get, uh, I think we had 25 spectators at our 4th of July show. So we get wow. a lot of um, back in the heyday, the park that throws our show actually sold out of Bud Light within the first three hours, brought in a whole bunch more kegs, <laughs> sold out again. They went to like the local grocery stores to buy more. I mean, we bring in uh, all, like the, 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 the people that come in as spectators, just, uh-huh. they, they come in really heavily, which is really, which was really cool too. Damn, um, any truckers. <laughs> yeah, guys. Um, that's why the park loves us, but that's why admission's only five bucks. So excellent, excellent. Hey, one th- hey, one thing talk, talked about Nick from Surface. Yes, I want to show you this. So Nick yeah. and Drew are artwork. So you can see right here. This is the truck. This is the car, and then you can see this is how it ended up. So amazing. Yeah. He's a talented guy. I, I really admire everybody with that kind of talent because I don't have it. Yeah, I can't draw a stick figure. And I tell you, he's one of the most humble guys. Like, it's, you know, every t- I saw him at SEMA last year for a moment, and I always go up, and he's just like, you know, his dad was like, you know, he thought it was cool somebody was coming by and knew him and stuff. And obviously, a lot of people know Nick, but he's just a really humble guy. So if he, if he hears this, you know, shout out to Nick. Yeah. Something that I thought was, you know, really cool is, you know, the club that you guys are in, uh, Art and Noise, you know, that you come together. I know Severed has Severed in the Southwest and so many different clubs around the country kind of come together. Uh, for those that may not know, like how big is Art and Noise these days? Um, you know, do you guys have your kind of core folks that have been in a long time? Yeah, we're not very big. Um, I think we have 15 active members in Arizona. Got it. California. Um, and that is probably about it. Got it. Um, and yeah. most are like, you know, our show cars sit in the garage. You're not going to see driving around the streets too much like you used to. Yeah. Yeah. I know we've all gotten a lot of order, a little yeah. order. And the reason why I asked that is if you think about the, the amount of time and effort, like you said, with you kind of taking back over the reins, right. And kind of leading the, the guys and the ladies that are in your club and, 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 and the members, if you will. It, it, it takes a village, right, to put on an event like this. And I know you would probably want to shout out, you know, some of your club mates that really dedicate a lot of time. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I'd want to shout them all out. I would be afraid to shout them all out <laughs> and then feel bad. So, yeah, I'd shout out all the guys in the club and girls. You know who you are. Um, every single person is important in throwing this show because we judge each class. Um and uh, every single person has to be held responsible for their decisions. Um, and uh, it's it's a battle getting, uh, you know, 300 cars onto these fields quickly without overheating and without backing up the, you know, the road nearby. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, every single person really, really is valuable in making it happen. And we're I feel like the group of guys that are in the club right now are just like, every one of them is just a super close friend 
anyone can stop by any time. We're, we're really lucky to have like solid, solid, solid proof right now. Yeah, it's awesome. And, to, and again, when I think of, you know, the heyday of mini trucking and some of the sport compact stuff and some of the super clean hydraulic setups and, you know, everyone to me, when, if you look in the mini trucking Bible, you know, you see Art of Noise is one of the cleanest clubs out there. That's some of the cleanest rides. Talk to us a little bit about, you know, I know we're primarily talking about this event that's going to happen again, to your point, Aaron, this weekend, yeah. uh, the folks can go out on Facebook or Art of Noise, N-O-I-Z-E, Mm-hmm. com and find more information but i did want to just hint upon this before we wrap up i know um when i was talking to joey he reminded me of the armada and i remember hearing so much about it when it was first built um for those that don't know in the future we'd like to get you back on but like you have lineage going back to the armada that uh-huh. i think graham owns now but also uh we had steve lang on we talked a little bit with him in the past but f- you know you go back to the hydraulics days as well with the infancy of that company yeah, so uh, my friend Derek Cordauer uh, and I formed um, Hydraholics back in 2008, and uh, Jeremy, who's now part, he's now Trey Five. Yep. He did all he did all of our installs, and we were like a really really good tight group of three guys. I just knocked this out. But my Armada was built to kind of uh, showcase the creativity that you could get with hydraulics and i tried to think outside of the box i did like a cantilever rear suspension that rode on box you know off-road dual spring weight coilovers i swapped out the i took out the independent suspension and put in a solid axle which is the opposite of what most people do just because i wanted to be able to drive it low and i just love the look of like a watts link and all that and i just wanted to learn but i bought that truck with uh, when it was about two years old Uh, i bought a welder and i taught myself how to mostly how to fabricate on that truck so you can what you feel if you get underneath it everybody thinks my stuff is perfect but it's not you can tell where i started and where i finished that's for sure on that truck yeah i can't remember if it was on socal customs or it was around the time but i mean we i mean believe it or not you know keeping our ears close to the mini truck scene like we i re, i remember hearing stories about man yeah this guy built the super cool you know he's real ocd you know this badass setup and things like that and to me that's the cool thing about our scene and if you think about how much it's changed over the years a little bit of that is lost now because of the internet things spread so quick mm-hmm. and that's why i think i appreciate so much you know going to the art and noise website and seeing some of that old school feeling of the, the different classes and the amount of effort that you and the ladies and, and, and the guys in the club are putting together, and I'm sure some of the wives and spouses yeah. that are putting together to go, hey, our friend James at, at hashtag mini movement often says he's helping keep mini trucking alive. And I would certainly, uh, you know, throw my opinion in and say Art and Noise is definitely doing that as well. I appreciate that. I mean, we're trying. We're also trying to get, like, our, as we get older, our kids are getting older, and now we're getting our kids involved. So three yeah. of the members that are my club have their kids wow myself having my own son that are part of the show two of them have cars that are in the club it's just uh it's cool seeing the next generation and teaching them to think outside of just basic bolt-ons i mean you could buy anything these days that just bolts on but you know do something custom something that not everybody can just go buy and i think that's what's going to set you apart so yeah, yeah trying to pass that on to the next generation and I hope that people come to our show and see that and they're inspired by that too. Oh yeah. 
Now, um, as we kind of wrap or, you know, wind it down, there's the last couple things I want to mention. Um, to Aaron's point, they do have another event. So we'll talk about that as we get closer to it, you know, around the 4th of July holiday. Obviously, there's two, you know, there's the... There's the two aspects of it. You got this event, which I'm sure a lot of the I, I'm going to hopefully say this right Arizonians, you know, appreciate the fact that it is a little bit cooler right now. Obviously, it can kind of dip down, but mm-hmm. you're probably ho- hoping for good weather this weekend. Knock on wood, and then obviously you've got the hot event, you know, in the summer. But one thing I wanted people to see on this is I did not know him. I know um, there's a little nod here to Pete. And I know when Pete passed away, you guys did the Pete meet. I believe it was referred to. I. Yeah. He followed me through my Lincoln account because we were, you know, I think he had a Lincoln. You, you mentioned to me he may have sold it, but um, I know he was, he's gone too far, you know, too, far too early, right? In, in his age, he was a younger guy, but just any, uh, anything you want to share about Pete? Uh, well, Pete was, uh, he's one of those guys that started out as a complete hack. I think he threw away a couple vehicles. He took a Honda Accord and cut the entire roof off of it and put a small block Chevy in it and laid it on the rocker panels and then got so far along that it just ended up was too cut up to even survive so that went in the trash but after being a hack long enough he actually became really good at what he did and really fast (laughs) at what he did Um, and he was just a super duper good guy really fun to be around Um, I mean you couldn't you couldn't uh, you know everybody just bonded to him Um, I remember his uh, tattooed on his chest, it says Marone, which is his last name. And we're at like the water park and some girls like, why do you have moron tattooed on? Your <laughs> and, you know, he's just that playful guy that everybody gravitated to. So like every time this little girl would see him, she'd be like, what's up, moron? And, you know, he <laughs> have that banter back and forth with her. But yeah, Pete's um, Pete's legacy is going to live on every single one of our rewards, every single one of our shirts has a, a logo on it that you can see on the artwork designed also by nick from surface um so yeah i mean we have a we have a award at our show this year that's going to be a memorial award for pete that we'll choose a vehicle that we thought he would like best which is probably something ratty and if it is something with a cummins in it that will definitely be a candidate if it's a lincoln you know that'll be a candidate Uh, oh yeah oh yeah super cool guy we we all miss him yeah, and I didn't get to know him. Um, I didn't get to meet him, but I remember sharing some of the videos. And there was a cool video one time of him driving to a show, and he was super low in that Lincoln. And oh, I was yeah. like, you know, my interest was peaked, and you know, it was just a, a good group of people that were cruising and stuff. And I think that's what a lot of us are getting back to. You know, the roots of why we got into it. You know, to your point, you know, trying to get the next generation involved, but at the same time, like that feeling of rolling to these events, I know like cruise to the pines is a big thing out there. And there's a, there's a big camaraderie of a lot of folks. I mean, sure. Not everybody gets along. We get that. That's going to be in any scene, but at the same time, you know, a lot of us are just getting to that middle age where we go, you know, if we get back to our roots and we just do that and we can relive some of those feelings, man, life is good. Yeah. Get together with your friends, hang in the garage, work on stuff together, go on cruises together, cruise the pine coming up in May is like one of my favorite shows. Um, because of the cruise, now they have a great venue too. I think that, hate to say it, but theirs might even be better than ours. I thought we held the, <laughs> the king of the great venues for a while, but man, theirs is awesome. Um, so uh, yeah, I, I think you nailed it. We we need to get together as friends, appreciate each other every day, um, because you don't know that you'll get to sit, you know, see each other in the future as we get older and get more gray hairs. Yeah. 
Yeah, so. well said. And and I'll tell people, and I, I try to say this, and I've tried to do better in my life of, you know, I, I encourage people out there to even bury beefs if they have any. You know, this isn't directed to any one person, but I just I try to really reinforce that message because I know even for me, um, you know, getting past some of the little hiccups that I've had in the scene, you know, ha- has has you know made me feel better. But uh-huh. at the same time, we I'm sure we've all been in a situation where we lose someone or we see a friend that lost someone, and they go, "Man, you know what? Like, God, man, the guy wasn't so bad. Like, I wish I would have buried my beef with him, or I wish I would have settled my differences." And you know, that's something I've taken away. But um, I can't thank you enough for just taking a few minutes. And I would just encourage folks, if you can, if you're in the greater uh, Glendale, right? It's considered. Yeah, Glendale is where the show's at. In yeah, in Glendale. If you're in that greater area and you can make it out, I mean, for five bucks, you can kind of walk through, have a wonderful time, take some photos, tag them, you know, hashtag it. Um, and then also, if you got a ride, you know, go out there. Uh, again, I got to thank Joey Whitby for kind of linking us up. And that's the one good thing I could tell you reading the magazines for so long and just being ingrained in the scene. I'm always amazed. Like, I just met you today and I feel like I've known you forever. So, you know, the scene is a great thing. And I just truly feel like if we can keep pushing it ahead, it's going to be a win-win for everyone and hopefully that next generation. Yeah, next generation for sure. We're a real crew. We're a tight group in Arizona. You, you talked about bearing beef. There isn't a whole lot of beef out here. I mean, we all really get along great. So Excellent. A pretty good turnout just because we have so many friends and we're so close. But anyone else that has never been or if you're hesitant to come, I really encourage you to come up. Excellent. Well, thank you so much, and we definitely appreciate um, the support. Hey, hey, we're so excited, as I mentioned, to sit down with Sean again. Almost, keep me keep me honest, almost three decades. I think it was around 29 years you were in the U.S. Armed Services. Yeah, I was Air Force for about 27 and a half years, 1990 to 2018. Got it. Okay, yep. So just, just a hair under three decades. And as I always say, and I always want to use the emoji USA flag, go America, and thank you for your service, Sean. Appreciate it, Jason. Thanks. Yeah, no problem. I mean, we've got a lot to talk about. About I can't believe it's been a year and a half ago. We got a chance to link up out in California. I was there for the Raddies event, and it was really cool meeting you. I've always, you know, this might sound crazy. I've always looked up to your page and what you do, and obviously the service to the country. But you've had a lot going on since then, Sean. Talk to us a little bit about how you've evolved from the West Coast. Now you're kind of in the rapper world. They call it Third Coast Born. <laughs> yeah, man, it's kind of gone full circle. A lot of people don't know this, but. I actually started Rad BMX Builds here in Bernie, Texas. So that's where I made it official, so to speak. But we were traveling around in a motorhome. We were, you know, nomadic, so to speak. So I was buying parts and sending them to storage units and building bikes out of storage units at the time. So we've come full circle. But yeah, you and I saw each other over at Newport Beach when I lived there. And that's where a lot of the followers started coming on board. So they just assumed that you know, I grew up and was born and raised there. I did grow up in Orange County, California, but Newport Beach was only about a two and a half year span. I think I was there and then things changed and I had to move from there. I really confused a lot of people with that because we went to Arizona and then we were gone from Arizona in one year to Texas. So people don't know what I'm doing anymore. Yeah, we, you know, we just tell him, hey, listen, he can't talk about this stuff. It's undercover. You know what I mean? That's but, right. I signed an NDA. Yeah, Exactly. <laughs> What was cool is we talked a lot about, and if people haven't listened to the episode, I'll link to it at the end of this one if you're watching us on YouTube. You know, you talked about some of that history with Jeff at DVS, and I've since, you know, I was always friends with Jeff, but we became a little bit closer. We, we, we have a lot in common. But um, 
something I wanted you to kind of talk about is now that you're in Texas, right? It's you've you've lived a lot of different places, especially in the armed services, the Air yeah. Force. But what's I mean, what's the vibe been since you moved there? I mean, are you liking it? So we've been in Texas now since I think December. We moved in the 29th of December. So it's only been a little over a month, right? It hasn't been very long, yep. but uh, we have been in Texas before. Um, my wife and I got married in Texas. Uh, so we have some roots here. My kids live here. So it kind of feels good, like I'm coming home, so to speak. And we bought a brand new custom home out in the hill country. And now we have space, we have peace and quiet. So, so far it's been pretty amazing. Yeah, when you landed in Texas, I was like, you know, I kind of gave uh, a thumbs up because I knew that, you know, you've lived in different places, but I kind of felt like, although when I met you in California and we knew all those awesome shots you were getting with the bikes and stuff out there, I know that you probably had a little bit of that in your heart. I get it, but it seems like Texas and your family really uh, just linked up and it's a great space for you guys. Yeah, man, I'm a big beach guy. I love Newport Beach. And to be honest with you, I still miss it a little bit. Right, the right. The chaos and the craziness and the noise and trying yep. to film while you're there is just almost impossible. Still photos, no problem. But trying to do audio and you know videos for YouTube, very challenging. Out here, there's no noise whatsoever other than maybe a deer walking across my driveway. So it's been pretty awesome. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, what I want to do is everyone can bear with me just a second here. I want to reinforce we're talking with Sean from Rad BMX Builds. Now, across the bottom, you're going to see the ticker. Uh, you you can follow Sean. It's at uh, rad underscore BMX underscore builds. So please go out there and check out his site. Um, I wanted for guys to see this. But something, Sean, that I think was super cool is you've built this awesome relationship with uh, Mr. Damian Fulton. Um, behind Radical Rick, and, and thanks for the the support. I know you listened to that episode, but I wanted you for a moment to talk about how that relationship evolved, and one of the things that happened since we talked last time was the the Hall of Fame piece. So talk to us a little bit about the BMX Hall of Fame and, and, and how your contribution ended up there. Yeah, Damien is just such a genuine, awesome guy. He's, he's kind of like my brother from another mother. Right, right. Uh, I got in contact with him and I said, Hey, would you like to do an interview for YouTube? And he said, absolutely. And he came over to my house in Newport beach and we just really hit it off, man. We hung out and just pretty much became friends, uh, over a couple hours and that right there, he drew for me. And then that one right there, he drew in my living room after the interview and I did film it. I put it up on YouTube, yep, but yep. Ever since then, we've been really close. We stay in contact. We support each other. And he came out with a really rad book. And I, I highly recommend everyone get that book. And, you know, he supports me. I support him. But the bike piece, uh, Haro did a Radical Rick bike. And this is not a jab at Haro, but I, they missed the mark. Sure. And maybe it is a little bit of a, a jab. Some of these big companies like Haro and GT are coming out with retro bikes, but they're really just not hitting that 80s look, you know, it's the details that we had, the colors that we had, it was just kind of sloppy. And so Damien said, hey, would you be interested in putting your spin on a Radical Rick Haro bike if I can get you one? I said, of course, that's a no brainer for me. <laughs> right, right. So Haro sent me the bike, uh, Damien facilitated that and one showed up at my house. And the more I looked at it, the more challenging I knew this bike would be because it had a disc brake in the 80s, we didn't have disc brakes. 
the way they did the colors on it, it was paint. So I knew I was going to have to repowder coat the entire bike. Uh, Damien sent me the artwork and the file. So I was able to duplicate uh, some of the artwork and make one-off decals for that bike. And then basically that bike is so custom. The only thing Haro on it is the frame, the fork, and the hubs. Everything else has been replaced. And yeah. Yeah, I put absolutely. a lot of blood, sweat, and tears into that bike. And then um, the Hall of Fame happened, and I was lucky enough to drive out there. And there it is, a centerpiece for the Radical Rick display at the BMX Hall of Fame in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Yeah, and I would tell people, even if you're not kind of a, a BMX nut, if you will, go back and listen to the episode where we had Sean on before. Then we obviously were able to link up. Very fortunate to have uh, Damian Fulton on. And this display is cool because, Sean, like I always joke with my friends, and I think we may have joked before, I can't even draw barely a stick figure. So anytime <laughs> I see this artwork, man, and all of that display and the bike just fits so well, it's got to be kind of a maybe a surreal feeling. I don't know if that's the right word. You know, I got to share this moment with you. I never knew about the display. I've never seen it. Ah. I showed up. I prepped the bike. I walked into the Hall of Fame. And I saw that display and my jaw hit the floor and the bike fits so perfect. Like it was, that display was made for the bike and everybody thought that that's how the display and the bike were to be presented. They had nothing to do with one another, uh, but they came together so perfectly. It looked like it was meant to be, we couldn't have been happier with the outcome. You're like, hey, my name's Sean. I'm great, but I couldn't foresee something I didn't get a chance to see, but yeah, it looks so cool. And there's so much, you know, our friend Ronnie at C10 Talk always uses the word lineage. It's yeah. so neat because when I would see, um, I think it's like BMX HOF or their official Instagram, if you follow the BMX Hall of Fame, it, it, to me, just the photos and some of the videos that you've shared both on your YouTube as well as your Instagram reels, it is done so well. And I, yeah. I'm just so glad. I think it's in Oklahoma, you said, right? It is Tulsa, Oklahoma. Yep. Yep. Pretty cool stuff. And yeah, I, I filmed while I was there, so I made, I think, two YouTube videos out of that trip, and I did several reels while I was there. I wanted to document and to have that, you know, that experience captured on film, so I wasn't able to, like, really just put the, the cameras away and absorb everything. I was able to capture it in the camera, then go back and really take it all in and capture some of the things I couldn't capture, but it was ironic. I posted a reel, and... Like within a day, it had over 100,000 views on it. Everyone wow. was watching the reels in the Hall of Fame. And I thought, geez, man, that's doing pretty good. You know, and people really like that kind of content. Yeah, and some of these folks, not going to say specifically them, but, you know, sometimes you'll have an organization like this that's maybe in their infancy and they may not have a, a big social team or maybe they've got one person. So to your point, you're kind of the boots on the ground. Uh, so to speak, because you're there and you're like, wow, look, I filmed this and then you could put it up there. And to me, for all of the negative things that people could say about social media, uh, I know you and I, you know, we kind of have our brands through social, but yeah. that's one of the great things. People can kind of live vicariously that maybe couldn't make it to Tulsa. You took the words right out of my mouth. And that was one of the reasons the beach uh, content did so well is yes. I would, I would post myself at the beach and December on a sunny day <laughs> and there's people snowed in in Maine just hating their life. So yeah, you know, when you post a video where not everybody can go there, like Huntington Beach Tuesdays, or not everybody can experience beach weather in December, you, you get really good views with stuff like that because you, like you said, everyone lives vicariously through video. Oh yeah. 
Now, behind you is the Rad BMX builds, that really cool logo. There's a guy in our truck scene that's making some of these really cool LED slash neon feel. And, and when, when you got that made, and, and I know you're still working on your new place, so congrats. Uh, it, it's so cool to see that logo, and it, I think it really hits the nostalgia with people. Yeah, you know, it's ironic. What, when I came up with this design, uh, I actually hired a graphic designer. But I had ideas. Sure. I stole from the Maui and Sons logo with the circle, square, rectangle, triangle kind of thing. Yep. And then I stole from the movie Tron a little bit. So yep. inside the blue letters, there was a grid if you look at the non-neon sign version of it. Yep. So just aspects. And I gave it to the graphic designer. And over a, you know two or three changes, we came up with that. And it just kind of hits the 80s colors, the Miami Vice blue and pink. And yeah, it came out pretty good. Yeah, it's always amazing to me, and I wanted to hit upon this because I, I'm pretty sure I looked at. Um, I think you follow somebody I know through the through the Rad movie, which is the '80s Garage. He's oh, kind of yeah. transformed his name over the course of time. And da you know, David's a good guy. He's got an awesome page. Yeah, David. Shout out to David if you hear this. And you know, when you look at, and I think we touched upon this when you were on before, and you look at just the the, the late seventies. You know, you could even say the, all the seventies, but the seventies, the eighties, early nineties. It's such a, a very great time in pop culture, and you know whether it's BMX or films and things like that. And to me, I love all of this stuff that has come full circle. I follow a lot of YouTube channels, and I'm sure you do, where it's Instagram and. You'll see a guy pop in the Goonies VHS tape. I mean, who would think that fifty thousand people would watch that? Right. And we just go, "Oh man, you know, I remember when we we barely could afford a VHS when I was a kid, though." <laughs> yeah, I mean, it feels like the older I get, the more nostalgic I get. I think that's probably true with everybody. Yeah, yeah. So you always will go back to that um, special place in your life, and to me, that was my teenage years. I mean, they, they were yep. so molding it during the eighties and. So, you know, when I retired, I was like, what am I going to do? And I just resorted back to 17-year-old Sean, but my budget might be a little better now than it was sure. when I was 17, and I'm able to build the stuff I wish I had then. Oh, yeah. Uh, something I want to hit upon is, you know, that exact piece that you just mentioned where, you know, as I've as I've evolved on social media over the past, you know, several years, I've gotten a little bit better with dealing with certain kind of people. And I realize there's certain trolls out there. Right. And there's people that, Oh, you know, you're building bikes. Oh, you're into these stupid trucks. Grow up. And something I've told a friend, I had a long conversation with them. I was like, you could literally, someone control any account and say, Oh, you still play golf. You should grow up. You still fish. All of us are into different things. Right. And to me, I've learned on these trolls a lot of times, you know, my response is, hey, if you, you know, comment back one more time for a prize. And when they comment back, of course, they get blocked. And I know you've dealt with some trolls over the course of time. Any advice oh, yeah. that you have for people? Man, oh, gosh, I could do a whole episode <laughs> all about this. Right. Um, so I, I don't have a filter. Like I like sure. you said, I spent almost three decades in the military. Right. Uh, I'm surprised I haven't sworn already. So when people sound off like that, um, I want to lose my stuff and just right. respond back, right? So I have to really reel in. My wife's like, don't even acknowledge them. But like I feel this need where I have to sometimes. Sure. And so we get into a back and forth. But then I realize this is helping me. It's engagement. So when, yep. they, when these idiots get on there and they write something really stupid or ignorant, that's actually helping me. So I, <laughs> I enjoy it a little bit. And then I poke the bear and I play around with them <laughs> like a toy. And 
you know, eventually they get blocked when they just get really offensive or they, you know, don't know what they're talking about. But yeah, sure. I have fun with them for sure. They don't realize it. They think they're making a, you know, maybe they're wanting their 15 seconds of fame. But you know what's funny, Jason, is these people are all private accounts, no posts. Like, it's just those are the people, right? It's yeah. not, it's no big accounts out there talking like that and doing those kind of things. Yeah, we have a friend, John Lopez, really big dude. Like, he could just, like, pick me up and throw me against the wall. He has a very successful career, and he built this brand-new Escalade. It took a few years, and they built it. And when I posted it, I think it's really my my one post that really went viral. It was, like, by the time I went to bed and woke up the next morning, we were, like, at 350,000 views. And I was like, oh, my God, right? Wow, yeah. So I learned, you know, if it started to really jump up, you know, before I went to bed, it was like I was responding back because, you know, the, I think the algorithm's like it's seeing all of this kind of back and yeah. back and forth going on. So, like, I was responding. It was some of these people, you know, it was like a filthy first comment. And then me, Mr. Smiley, going, hey, thank you so much for the co- your awesome comment. You're helping our page grow. And that seemed to anger them more because they're like, F you. I'm not – I hate your page. And I go, no, you're helping us. You don't understand. So, yeah, to your point, that E-word engagement really is a big thing. It really is. And the, the way that – I mean, I can't say how the algorithm right, works. Right, right. It's its own it's its own monster. But I do know that once you post, the algorithm will see if it's getting immediate attention and consecutive attention. So if people start talking right after you post and you're engaging back and it's being saved, shared, stuff like that, that post will do really well. If you just throw it out there and it's got no trending audio, no engagement, it kind of dies on the platform. Yeah, there is really kind of a science into your point. It's like, none of us have really 100% figured it out, but we all know enough to be scary, and and you certainly hit up on that. And I wanted to ask you this, like when you think of something I've learned, right, is like I look at, you know, some of these magazines and some of the stuff you will comment on. I love this stuff, right? But I've had to learn the last couple of years, and we're kind of talking about content creation, is, you know, YouTube, even a lot of YouTubers are doing shorter videos. Like if they used to do 20 minute videos, maybe they're doing like nine and a half minutes. But on Instagram, I've seen you do this as well. A lot of your videos might be six or seven seconds. Why do you think that's so important, Sean? So there's there's two. I do long ones and then I yep. do real short ones. Got it. So the attention span of people is very short. Yep. So Instagram realizes this. And so if you're the sweet spot's like seven to 12 seconds where you'll get the entire video watched. Yep, yep. Beyond that, they start dropping really fast. Yep. There's sometimes I just don't care and I'm going to post whatever I want to post and it could be Same here. 40 seconds long. If you want to watch it, great. But sometimes those do pretty well too. So there's other things that go in, into factor there. Like I said, trending audio is huge. Oh yeah. And so once you're able to identify what's trending and what's not, there are ways to do that. And you use that even on a photograph, uh, it will help engagement a lot. I've also realized pure photographs don't do well. You can make a photograph a reel and it'll play for a few seconds and add audio to it. And it's basically a reel with just a photo and that's going to do better than a regular photo would. Yeah, that's good feedback. And I wanted for folks to hear that because if you are a content creator, and I know as much as I sometimes say, hey, I don't do it, you know, none of us really get up and go, hey, you know, Sean's retired, so he's in a little bit different spot, right? And he's building his brand. So he's kind of like, hey, you know, if my page grows, it's good for him. And I tell people a lot of times, if you just put a little bit of effort into it, you can actually springboard your account uh, like you wouldn't believe. And, and these are great tips from you, Sean. Yeah, thank you. 
it's it's not fast though it's not an overnight thing i've been doing this for eight nine years now on instagram Oh, yeah, and that's good advice for folks because, you know, to Sean's point, it doesn't happen overnight. I love a lot of these videos that they're seeing right now, these these little videos, and it's so awesome that we can do, we can create this content on our phones, right, our Android or iPhone. And, you know, you, you just get a little bit of the nostalgia. You've got a bunch of the number plates. I know that you've got some good partnerships, uh, you know, with some of the number plates. Talk to us a little bit about the importance – when you buy a bike, you're not just buying it to go ride it, right? You you have this you have this kind of what I call this process where it's like maybe an unboxing to together, then it's it's, it's some content, and then it could be out the door via your website. Yeah, so I went from basically a hobbyist to a business person. So now when I buy a bike, I think about how will it do with engagement and views and YouTube, and is this a bike that people would want to see? I've passed up really rad bikes that I just know won't do well. So now when I'm buying bikes, I'm buying like that bike right there. There's only 300 made and only 150 in the U.S. So that's a very limited bike that should do well. And gold is a very rare color in itself. So I thought, man, now I'm going to pick that bike up and I'm going to build it. Do I love it? Maybe, maybe not. But it's not about that anymore for me. It's more about how's it going to do and you know, is it going to get good engagement, which in turn is money in my pocket. So that's oh, how yeah. I have to think nowadays. Oh yeah. That's, that's a good point. Now I wanted to pick your brain on this. When people are putting bikes together, you know, sometimes I think people might get overwhelmed, right? I mean, I see like all these bikes and go, wow, man, he dismantled all these bikes and then he moved them and he's going to unpack <laughs> them. Right. Yeah. And when you, you know, you, you obviously are good at what you do. But talk to us about if someone bought a bike and they were afraid to put it together, you know, it's kind of like reading some instructions, using some grease, spending on an afternoon. People can do it. Some people can obviously do it quicker. But do you have any kind of process that goes through your mind when you're putting your bike back or assembling it back together? Yeah, I'm going to give you the biggest secret. And for me, I'm a very visual person. So I don't build a bike with like, oh, I got a part in the mail and I put it on. Okay, now I'm going to go buy this and wait for it and put it on. That's not how I build bikes. I buy every single part that I'm going to need to build a bike. I lay it out all out on the table and I visualize, is that how I want it to look? And maybe not, maybe I don't want those brakes. Let me go buy another set. And I wait till I have everything I want and then I'm comfortable with it. And then I put it all together right then and there. So the assembly process itself is probably 30 minutes unless I'm filming and moving lighting and all that other stuff that you got to do. But the advice I would give somebody is just start with a simple bike. Don't start with like a freestyle bike because there's so much more involved. Mm-hmm. Go grab a simple 20-inch race bike with a single side pull rear brake, something like that that's pretty easy to put together. And if you really don't know how, there's a million YouTube videos out there at Rad BMX Builds to find out how to put bikes together. And if not me, somebody else, the videos are there. But it's, it's a lot of fun. People say, Sean, will you build a bike for me? Build it yourself. You're going to feel so much better about it. Yep. And, and there's a man that will give you the truth because it's like, hey, if he was in it to you know assemble a bike and just make the money, he would be yeah. doing it. But, again, he's in it for you know obviously multiple different reasons, and I think that's super cool. Now, do you swear by one sort of grease? Uh, I know a lot of people talk about the, the white grease and things like that, but do you have any one particular brand that you just swear by? No. Uh, so I do like the clear a lot better. Uh-huh. 
but right now that's not what I have. Gotcha. <laughs> so um, on on my Linktree link, I have an Amazon store, and I do have that clear in there. That's my favorite, but um, really any grease. I mean, I, I just hope you're putting grease on your bearings because I pull bikes out and they're dry as a bone. So, you know, as long as you're putting grease on there, then, you know, there are some that are better than others. You can, the one I have now is Park Tool, which is a great company. They've been in yes. the bike business a long time. I use a lot of their tools. I'm not advocating for them. I'm not sponsored by sure. them. So do whatever you want. But yeah, there you go. You're showing the link tree there, which will... If you ever want anything from me, that's the best way to get it right there. So on that link tree, you'll have my website where you find bikes, where you find merch, the Amazon store, uh, Flight BMX. That link will send you over to Flight BMX and give you a huge discount by using Rad BMX. So I got a lot of uh, affiliate links in there that can help you out and save you a lot of money. Oh, yeah. And I bought some stuff from Flight in the past, and I think like it's so good. I love a brand like Flight that has linked up with someone like yourself, you know, someone that is, you know, U.S. military, right, retired, gave your uh, time to the country. And then also, like you said, David, at the, the, um, the 80s garage, you know, I think he's done some kind of deals with them as well to kind of highlight because you, you look at pages like both of you, what you have. And think about it. I mean, you know this, the importance of getting your brand out there. And these brands like Flight can certainly, um, to me, it's a win-win for them. Flight and I have had a really good relationship. If you clicked on that link, you'll see one of my bikes pop up. And um, let me see if it pops up. That's my bike right there. That's the 50th anniversary prototype bike. So uh, we have a great, great relationship. And if it's okay, I can drop some news right now that nobody knows about oh dude we appreciate that please let us know so flight and i have collaborated and they're going to start carrying rad bmx pads on their website that yes. you'll be able to buy so it'll be the rad bmx paint splatter logo on a black pad and you'll Sick. be able to buy that very very soon i've already approved all the artwork approved all the pads so they should be getting uploaded anytime now I haven't told anybody about that. So thank you for sharing that. Remember our city hall show? Ooh, 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 yeah. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> uh, that should be coming very soon. Hopefully this week even. Oh yeah, yeah. And when when you were talking there, Sean, you made me think of uh, a buddy of mine that's in several ties that's been in longer than I have. Matt Billet fan out in Arizona. Yeah, I think guy. he won one of your bikes, or, or he won something in the past. No, he actually needed an old-school GT seat post, and I got him one. Okay. We met at a Circle K gas station, and I gave him the seat post. And I did try cool. to link up with him when I had the Eddie Fiola yellow okay. performer, and we just we couldn't cross paths. The whole time I was there, it didn't work out. Yep. But uh, super rad guy. I did get to meet him. His truck is amazing. Oh, yeah. So, man, that thing's sick. But, yeah, cool yeah. guy. Yeah, he's a, he's a good dude. So shout out to Matt at Billet Fan F A N on Instagram. Now, a couple other things I wanted to touch upon before we wrap it up, and I certainly appreciate you taking the time. Um, when you were on before, we talked a little bit about some of the pricing, right? And you and I both know this can be as lucrative of a business model that you have as you want, right? Right. But something I've always kind of seen from you, and I know not everything is cheap. Let's be honest. Some of these bikes, as you know, they cost a lot even to put together. Yeah, but you, you've, you've still 
seems like you've still tried to maintain a very fair price point, maybe not hitting the gouging levels that we've seen from some accounts. How important is that to you, Sean? So for me, like you said, I'm retired. I get a retirement check. So this isn't putting the roof over my head. I still want, I have a passion for it. Where other people have a passion for padding their pocket, I have a passion for building bikes and getting them to people so they can enjoy them. Now, I'm I'm not doing it for free. I'm probably losing money because I'm not really charging for labor, but the parts are expensive. So when I do sell them, I have to make a little bit of money so I can buy the next bike. But I'm definitely not in the gouging range like you said some people are. And that's really a shame they're doing it for the money and not doing it for the sport or the passion of the sport. They've lost that. So I appreciate you noticing that. I do sell bikes at radbmxbuilds.com. There are a couple on there now, and you can go get them, and they're at a very fair price. But um, And new bikes are going to be on the website here real soon. Some got to go if I need to grow, so I'm going to be selling some bikes. Yeah, and like you said, with the Zeus Z-O-O-Z bikes, you have, uh, when I was on your website earlier, if the you know the folks can click here, this is the link in the Instagram bio. Yep. Uh, it goes to his link tree. But if they go to your website and maybe they forget down the road and they go, "Hey, I want one of those bikes," they actually get a, a decent discount, which is awesome that you have. That's another yep. partnership that you have. Yeah, I think it saves them 150 bucks if they buy a Zeus yep. electric bike, and that company is really amazing. Right here, out of the Fort Worth, Texas area, uh, Chris is such a good dude. Their bikes are amazing, and I've, I've had, I think, four of these, and I've customized a lot of them, and they're a really fun bike. A lot of these BMX parts go right onto there. And you, I mean, it's endless what you can do with them. They're really rad. If you want to show Sean some love, go to his website and buy some merch, or yeah, let's say money's tight, and in, 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 in you just maybe you say, hey, I can't at the moment. You want to show some love, you go to Instagram and you follow at RadBMXBuilds. You see the ticker across the screen, but also YouTube, right? I was going to say two words, but I think technically in their mind it's one word. Go to YouTube and follow RadBMXBuilds. If you just stream his content, and you're going to love the content. I think this is the key thing. The pages that I love and I truly follow, if I watch a video, I commit to it. Even if I got to step away and I have to pause it, I'll go back and watch it all the way through. Because, Sean, you you know how important it is for those minutes to click right. by in these videos. Talk to us a little bit about your YouTube channel. Sure. So I started YouTube uh, coming on three years now, I think. I probably have shy of 300 videos. Yep. And it's um, it's been a grind. I post every single week, sometimes multiple times a week. But the thing with YouTube is, like, I want people to come and watch – but the way you're going to help me is hitting that subscribe button. That's yes. what really helps. Watch the video's duration. Even the commercials they play, yes. that helps the content creator get paid to make more videos. So if you like that and you want to support us, just let the video play. Hit the like button. Leave any comment. I don't care what you want to say, like, cool, thumbs rad, up. sucks, thumbs up. Just make sure you like and leave some sort of comment for me. I try to respond to everybody on YouTube the best I can. Uh, but, you know, as I'm almost 300 videos deep into it now, it gets kind of hard to comment to everybody. But when a video first comes out, I'm watching the comments for the first three, four hours nonstop, making sure that the engagement's good and I try to reply back to you. Yeah, and I'll tell you this as well that I don't know if Sean has it set up, but I recently set up the thanks and the super thanks. And I think I this did. was, yeah, this was YouTube trying to kind of. You know, a lot of people use the P word Patreon and that became a huge brand. But you can imagine YouTube, you know, under that Google umbrella, 
they want to also get a little piece of that market. And I and I, I truly believe this, that someone like Sean that's given so much time to the country, uh, you know, he's retired. If, if you go on and you go, hey, you know what, I learned something from your video or, you know what, I got some enjoyment for the time that I'm watching these videos – Throw someone a thanks or a super thanks, even if it's a couple bucks, because I can tell you, and Sean, I'm sure, can attest to this, when that goes into that bucket, whether it's going to help buy some other stuff to create more content or whatever it's going to go towards, as Sean mentioned a moment ago, it's really going in the pot of, hey, let's let's fold it back into this brand so I can bring you more content. That's exactly what I do. And now YouTube's launched a new thing called membership, and you can become a member and what that does, there's different levels that'll give you different perks for being a member on YouTube now. Now there is a fee associated with that depending on the level that you get, but this is gonna give you information that you're not gonna get through the regular video. So for example, on Instagram, if you subscribe, not follow, subscribe to the Instagram, it's $5 a month, but I engage with my subscribers sure. on a personal level. And when I'm gonna sell a bike, I tell them first. I don't yeah. put it on the website. They get first dibs every single time. Oh, if yeah. you want to buy one of my bikes, and that's the way to get it, is become a subscriber on Instagram. I'll let you know what's available. If no one grabs it in two, three days, it goes on the website for the rest of the world to try to go ahead and get yeah, and I appreciate you bringing up the Instagram subscription piece because I think when it first launched, a lot of the tech sites I go on, they were kind of like, oh, you know, this is just – you have to understand – Instagram and social media, it's a big world. There's a lot of different content creators out there. There's some that just go out to cut funny jokes, and, and I'm sure Sean and I enjoy some of those pages. And then there's yeah. other people like Sean that are bringing you a lot of content. We do something a little bit different with some of the magazines and the history. So, you know, to me, if you truly love a brand, and some people go, hey, I have enough shirts, or I never have enough hats throw three, four, five bucks with a thanks, super thanks, or just subscribing. And I'm telling you, for the one coffee or whatever that you're not going to buy that month, it's going to go into a good cause. Right, Sean? Absolutely. And and one more thing, your audience, your truck guys, I'm a truck, <laughs> I'm a truck guy too. I know. You know I, I grew up as a mini trucker, then I had an OBS, and I'm yep. that guy too. If you want a bike build for your truck, talk to me. I can do it for you. Yeah, and I've seen your friend. You told me about him. I think it was at the reunion, Ronnie's show a couple of years ago. You built the bike for Corey. Corey. And as you know, Corey made the trek from NorCal all the way. I, I was like, Corey, I said, dude, man, I don't even know Yeah, I love you, man. That's a long ways away. But, man, how good does that bike look in the S10? Yeah, Corey and I have been friends since, I don't know, 91 probably. And wow. we both had S10 trucks cruising around south dakota with jeff davy from devious right. it was all of us in rapid city south dakota rocking these mini trucks and um Corey's son had passed away and i knew Corey's son when he oh, was wow. born and that truck is a um for his son that had passed away so when wow. he wanted a bike build for that it was, it was special for both of us and I, I built that bike the best i could to go in that truck uh, for Corey's son austin and it's just, it was such a moment, man. It really was very touching. And it's just very cool to be able to put one of my bikes in the back of his truck. So it's pretty cool. And his yeah. son was serving in the Air Force too when he passed away. Wow. Well, Corey, if you happen to hear this, rest in peace to your son, Austin. Um, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, I always try to do the emoji flag to Sean because if you think about, you know, so many people are lost. I know just a week or two ago, uh, there were additional three uh, U.S. service members lost. And I think 
you know, not to get too down that bunny trail. I, I do believe that, you know, when we are losing these folks, sometimes it goes unnoticed and I want people to know Absolutely. how much we appreciate not only the service, but to your, you know, as you know, you, you've lost friends and things like that. So absolutely have yeah. much respect. Now I'm so glad you brought up trucks because, you know, you, um, you reciprocate, you know, with, with, you know, showing love on with the comments and things like that. And I appreciate that. I, I have this feeling now, obviously you got this house and I do want to talk about it just briefly, Sure. but you, I, I truly feel like in the near future, maybe if it's five years, maybe less, I could see <laughs> the rad BMX build kind of oh, the brand man. expanding with maybe a truck as maybe in the, some of those reels. If you only knew how close <laughs> I came recently, but, oh. um, yes, absolutely. Uh, I, I foresee that happening as well. Yep. There's another truck in my future that's going to be a nice tax write-off with a bunch of bikes in the back that I can take to shows. Oh, yeah. And I think, keep me honest, you went to Ronnie's show a couple years ago. I think he calls it the reunion. That's right. And that was that neat, you know, I, th I think it's at a, a parking parking garage. Yeah, his show was huge. It was basically a city block. And, city block. Um, this was last year. I think this one is in March. It's coming gotcha. up. Gotcha. And uh, he gave me a, an area to set up a booth. So Corey brought his son's truck with my bike in the back. I just brought a table and easy up, and I think I brought like eight bikes. And I didn't go there to sell any. I'm just there to promote, you know, my Instagram and YouTube or whatever. And two of those bikes went home with other people because they just had to have them. And I, you know, I am a business. I can't say no to, you know, everyone's, you know, they say everyone's got a price. When you're ready to accept that price, you're ready. And I've sold two bikes <laughs> that day without even trying. So it was nice. I, yeah. And if you think about, you know, kind of uh, chumming the water, if you will, right, uh, with some shark, with some blood and, you know, you get the sharks kind of going. If you think about the place you were at, you know, you think about the trucks and the, the yeah. enthusiasts and stuff, you know, that's like a prime market for people, you know, the hair sticking up on their necks saying, OMG, man, I got to have this. And that's super cool, man. Yeah, I'm seeing a lot of bikes in the beds of trucks now. I've been going to a few shows, and it's not my audience, so I'm not making YouTube videos. Sure. I, still go to, I still go to truck shows. And I I'm know. seeing bikes in the backs of these trucks, and I'm like, that one's okay. You could do better, you know? <laughs> yeah. Or, or, dang, that one's really sick. That's a nice bike. That looks right with the truck. I just sold a chrome and red Skyway to a guy up in uh, Waxahachie, which is south of Dallas, yes. that is a perfect match for his uh what was it probably uh late 60s early 70s ford and it just looks sick in that truck and he bought it just to put in the bed of the truck to bring the shows so pretty awesome yeah it's really a perfect addition and it's cool that we've all kind of gotten to this age where you know people can spend it different ways but i truly feel like we're tapping into a little bit of our youth and at the yeah. end of the day like you said earlier you know, if you've got the extra funds, you know, and obviously things have increased, I get it. You know, some people can't afford a regular bike, but listen, I go on eBay a lot, pretty much every day. Don't tell anyone. <laughs> and, and I look at stuff and I go, you know, I know some people kind of seem down and out that they, they, they don't have a bike, but I was like, man, like I, I saw one the other day, you know, looking at some of the mongoose stuff I love. And I go, you know, if you put your pennies together, you could get a survivor bike on there if you want to throw it in. So, you know, to your point, you know, the high side of it, you know, the collecting side of it. I do think it, it's not, it's not so far out of reach that just, you know, the average Joe can't get in the sport. Yeah, you know, it's funny you brought up your mongoose. I bought an 85 Mongoose Californian today on eBay. I saw it right before I got on with you. <laughs> it's so clean, too. 
and you can still get them. They're okay priced. So here's a great example. This, oh, hold on backwards. This pink bike behind me is a 91 GT Performer. When I started out building bikes again, I started out building a 91 GT Performer and I found a frame and fork on eBay for 60 bucks. This frame and fork, the pink bike cost me a thousand bucks. Yep. So the, yeah, the cost has gone through the roof. So when people are going, oh man, I know that's $2,000 for a complete bike. It probably cost me 1600 bucks just in parts and powder coat and all that to, to put it together. So, and God knows how many hours of research and building it took to make that bike. So, you know, I'm not gouging people. I'm not out there selling performers for $9,500 like some people are. <laughs> that's, uh, to me, that's just ludicrous. These bikes are not worth that much. But, you know, if they're getting it, whatever. I'm not going to be that guy. I like return customers. I don't like a one-time thing and then move on down the road. Yeah, you really preached that the last time you were on as well. And, you know, I thought this was kind of a, a neat thing. Like, over the course of time, I've seen more and more celebrity. Like, for instance, this is going back, like, maybe four or five years ago. Alicia Keys, you know, great singer, um, you know, beautiful woman. She had a photo. I think it was like her husband had a, a freestyle bike, and she was sitting on it, and she was like, you know, you know, throwing up, you know, the rad sign and stuff, and <laughs> yeah. and it was cool. And then recently, I even saw of all people. Now I know some people love him, some people hate him. I think he's a decent artist, uh, but Rick Ross, obviously, you know, there's a lot of controversy there with him yep. kind of taking a persona <clears> of another, the real Rick Ross. But he was the other day, his big belly, he was sitting on a BMX bike with like. Ferraris and stuff in the background, so it's like yeah. it's not even just one bloodline of of folks that love these bikes. It really does hit the nostalgia, I think, on a worldwide basis. Yeah, it's becoming almost an essential thing for your man cave. Like Travis <laughs> Barker has a collection of bikes. Uh, Slash likes BMX bikes. Like some of these people, you would have no idea. Go check them out. You'll see Slash sitting on a Haro Master. You'll see a CW Phase 1 on the wall inside Travis Barker's little drum lab. It is nuts. So many famous people into it. So many regular dudes that are into it. And, you know, people just want that childhood bike back. And that's what it's all about. The motto of my company is building memories because it's the memories that fuel my motivation to build these bikes. I've pretty much built every single bike every friend I had, you know, rode back in the day. So my, my collection is complete in my mind. Now I'm just building for fun and for whatever i've kind of built every bike i wanted to build now i'm just building for fun yeah that's how you kind of know that you hit the next level and ironically today we're recording on february 5th now yesterday i did a 2-4 post which was supposed to be like 22s in the front 24s in the back and i don't know how many people got that but today i was at work and i was scrolling through some of my old images and of course i have the karate kid um 2-4, which was like T-W-O-F-O-U-R, I think. And I have that old ad like many of us have saved. And I thought, damn it, I should have posted that yesterday. <laughs> yeah. What was I thinking? The 24-inch bikes. <laughs> yeah. Now, one of the last questions I have for you is, like, if, if money was no object or you could just ma wave a, a magic wand for 2024, and whether it's your favorite company or a company, you know, that you just always looked up to, what's the one thing that you think from a BMX freestyle world that if it just came out, whether it's a bike or a product that would really for you, Sean, just go, man, it finally happened. Is there any one kind of grail out there? You know, that's, that's an excellent question. Um, if I could do one thing that I haven't done yet, that would be to, 
advise some of these bigger companies like Haro or GT, get on their design board and help them actually execute a retro BMX bike the way it should be, in, in my opinion. Because sure. they're just missing the mark. For me, that would be full circle. That would be my big contribution to the industry. But if I could have one bike, it would probably be, and I had one and I sold it, and I kind of hate myself for it, probably the Eddie Fiola World Tour. Got if it. If you watch the movie Rad, which I know you have, yep, he's riding a blue performer with white discs on it in that movie. Yes. Yep. That bike is only, I, I mean, try finding a reproduction of that bike. Nobody builds that bike. They always buy the Crew Jones bike and, and try yep. to do that reproduction from the movie. I would like to build one of those and have Eddie sign it. I think that's a really rad bike. That blue performer with the white discs on it was pretty awesome. And nobody notices it. They just, yep. they don't pay attention to it. Yeah, there was a guy years ago. I forget if it was David. David might have one. But there was someone in the old – I know the BMX, um, the main page from back in the day. I'm drawing a blank on it. It was uh, one of the BMX forums that a lot of people were on. There was someone that had found a Murray, which was the one I think at the 7-Eleven in the film. And oh, wow. it, still, it still had the hanging tags and stuff on it. And they bought it wow. for like – it seemed like – I mean, by today's standards, it was like several hundred dollars. And I was, I was like, how cool. There was one other story that, that I, I need to go back and look at some of the facts, but I saved the photos years ago. I forget if we talked about this. There was a guy doing a tour at Chip Foose's, um shop in the greater yep. uh, Balboa. Um, I forget that one main area where they all they have all their shops at uh, down there. Uh, Huntington Beach. Yep. Thank you. It came yeah, to me. So Huntington Beach, so imagine there's a guy from the UK there, and they win and they do these tours, and obviously they can't normally interact with Chip Foose and the team. Well, the guy sees a bike hanging, and he asks part of the staff, hey, I got a question. Well, they ended up bringing Chip Foose over, and Chip's like, yeah, that was my bike when I was younger. That was one of my bikes. And the guy goes, well, would you sell it? And Chip goes, yeah, I would sell it. So he climbs up, he gets the bike down, and then he ended up taking photos, and Chip signed it. And I think the guy was on um, vacation, or as they call on holiday, right, from, from yeah, overseas. Right. But I thought to myself, like, how cool is that? Like, a lot of people would say, man, why would you why would you sell that? It's part of your childhood. But I've always heard Chip Foose is a great guy. Chip, yeah, I've always wanted to meet him because yeah. I know he's also a BMX guy. Yeah, yeah. And I just want to talk BMX with him. I'm sure everyone that meets him wants to talk cars with him. Sure. I want to talk BMX with him. And you know he might be into that. Like, there's um, oh gosh, I'm gonna I'm gonna sound like an idiot here. The guy that owns um, Kane's raising Kane's chicken. Uh, oh right, Mr. Graves is his last name. Uh, I can't remember his first name for some reason. He follows my page, and I reached out to him, and I was like, hey, I can do a raising Kane's. I don't want to do like a theme bike, right? But I can build a bike for you. His uh, personal assistant reached out to me before Christmas and said, hey, every year um, he gets a bike for Christmas, an old school BMX bike. Wow. And asked if I had anything available at that time that they could buy for me to give to him. And I didn't. But I did say I would love to do some sort of collaboration or build for There him. you go. And maybe if not that, then provide him next year's Christmas bike. So we're working on that. I'm a big fan of Raising Cane's. I mean, why not, right? So That's awesome. That I think that would be kind of fun. I had no idea the dude followed my page. And when I found out he did, I was like, well, that's kind of interesting. 
He's a big BMX guy, just like Dude. Chip Foose and all these other people. It's crazy. Yeah, it is. I wanted to share this photo before I forgot. Uh, this is at uh, September 25th, Newport Beach, Balboa, Pencil, uh, Peninsula. Yeah. And this was when Sean and I linked up. I was out there for the Raddies event. Yeah, you you made me think of uh, something a moment ago, and when you know when you just think about how the roots of this, you know, when BMX really gained steam in the seventies, you know, a lot of people probably said, I'm sure a lot of parents were like, "Oh, this is going to be a fad," uh, much like mini trucks and things like that. So to me, it's really cool that it's went this far. And it's it's also a good thing because you know kids out on bikes and and you know doing the right thing or exercising, you know we look back at our, at our childhood and we go wow you know we really did grow up in a great era, the best era. Yeah, not not just a great era, hands down the best era. There's there's no other way about it. The arcades, the bowling alleys, the BMX, the skateboarding, all the pioneers that came from that era. Tony Hawk, Steve Cavallaro. I mean, you can go on and on and on. We had the best generation and always will have the best generation. Yeah, I agree. And if you think about what the Duffer Brothers created with their Netflix series, Stranger Things, you know, there's so much nostalgia built in there. Yeah. And then I also wanted to say, David, at the uh, 80s Garage, you know, some of the stuff that he's posted, and, and I've always been a fan, like I've saved a bunch of stuff from like YouTube, you know, he's posted some of the similar stuff, we're all like similar mindset, but like if you think about Police Academy, you know, when Tony Hawk and, and, and you know, uh, um, uh, you know, Paul Paul Peralta team was there, yeah. and you, you look back to that era and people forget like the Air Jordan 1, a lot of skaters wore it back then. <laughs> You know, you you, th you think back to that era. A lot of skaters were wearing the Air Jordan ones and things like that. And oh, yeah. you know, the Air Jordans are still big. And you just you think about all this cool stuff. And like you said, I couldn't have said it better. You know, we truly grew up in a great era. Um, the last thing I do want to mention is the piggyback off what you said earlier. If there's anybody out there, you know, and I know you have inroads with Damien, and you know, Damien's good friends with with Bob Harrow and stuff. Certainly, look, bring Sean on board because I'm telling you, here's the number one bike that really. I just thought to myself, love Bill Allen, great guy. Um, he, he really embraces, as you know, the rad Crew Jones character. But I was trying to find it a moment ago. A few years ago, it might have been a year and a half, two years ago, a company put out a Crew Jones 24, 28 type inch bike. And it just, you know, Sean, it just didn't hit the mark. I forget if we talked about that before. And I just looked at it and go, I was trying to muster up, you know, how to, yeah. how to buy the bike. And I just was like, it was like an afterthought, like, okay, we'll call it yeah. the Crew Jones. It was GT, go. and it was a 29-inch bike. It was red. There it said you go. rad all over Yeah, it. you're right. Yep, good memory. Uh, yeah, that, uh, the, again, a uh, big company that's done great bikes in the past is just missing the mark today missing with these the mark. bikes. Yeah, yeah so bike. get with Sean. <laughs> Sean, rad. it's Rad VMX Bills. You guys have seen the ticker throughout this episode. Again, if nothing else. Go out, tell a friend, follow Rad at Rad BMX Builds. Of course, the underscores in there, and on YouTube. Uh, I know some of us consume YouTube more than others. I'm on it every night before I go to bed, and I love Same. it. <laughs> um, so I definitely appreciate. Uh, Sean, any last shout outs or anything you want to mention? Man, I got so many people I could shout out. It'd be another hour. I just want to thank literally everybody that follows and subscribes to my accounts. I mean, you guys are keep me doing this every single day. So without you, I'd just be a guy in the dark in the garage building <laughs> bikes with no sort of platform to share it with. And I'm just glad that I can share this and bring these bikes back to life. 
and really get those memories going for people. That's really what makes me happy. So thanks for following. Thanks for subscribing. And if you can support it by buying merch, I appreciate that too. Yeah, for sure. If there's one thing I learned by watching the Knight Rider historian, Sean, one man can make a difference. <laughs> awesome.